Welcome, everyone, to the Islanders Never Say Die podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and with me here, as always, our NHL analyst and expert, the grumpy old man. They say there's no shame in his game because he is always the same. That's me. Oh, grumpy. Yes. Different spot. Are you not, Grump? What's going on here? Uh, I'm changing spots. Changing spots. (laughs) Any particular reason? Don't like it. Is it because I was gonna? I was, I was hoping you're gonna say because the Islanders struggles this year. Maybe you needed an off-season spot to go ahead and change up the mojo. Well, I'm definitely trying to change up the mojo. Let's just say that. Oh man, oh man. Um, but for those of you who are new to the show, welcome. This is a twice a week Islanders podcast that occurs every Wednesday and Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So to make sure you don't miss out on any of the action, it's important you do a few things. It's important if you like this content, you've got to subscribe on YouTube. We invite you to subscribe on YouTube. We invite you to like on Facebook and follow on Twitter. That also being said, we do have um, a twice-a-week podcast, which is just a sports podcast that occurs every Thursday and Sunday. That podcast, we talk everything sports. Again, hockey, baseball, soccer, football, anything and everything, all sports. It's just a good time talking sports and shooting the shit. Now, that's called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. That could be found in the link in the description below, or it could be found as a featured page here on our YouTube channel. That goes live every Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and every single Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Make sure you give that a check, as now we are entering the NHL and the New York Islanders offseason. Right? There's going to be a lot of things to talk about in the offseason, but hey, you know, sometimes you want to say, let me go ahead and I want to watch, I want to listen to hockey so much in the offseason. There's always, we got a different option for you, too, Grump. Yeah, that's fine. And make sure you hit the thumbs up button. That's right. Make sure you hit the thumbs up button. A good way also to let us know you enjoy the content. Thank yeah. you. There. Look at you, Grumpy, remembering. <laughs> what can I tell you? I'm smart. Not dumb like people say. Grumpy, I like the shirt too. Usually you only wear that Josh Bailey shirt is if Josh Bailey scores a goal. Well, I figure he's got a greater chance of scoring in the offseason than uh, he did during the regular season. Well, he had, what, 13, 14 goals? I don't know how many he had. It was an embarrassing total. For a guy who gets paid $5 million a year, Plays on the first line, power play, not not enough. Mm. Yeah, fair I enough. think we can all agree he didn't play well this year. No, he he didn't. He's one of those guys that you know, in an ideal scenario, he's gone this off season. Yeah, and in, in the NHL playoffs, they're underway. Action is in full swing, and I tell you, it's always funny how how things just really ramp up and escalate during the actual uh, during the NHL playoffs, right, Grumpy? I'll tell you what, the one thing that I was – I really exciting, fun-to-watch games. Let me just put it to you that way. The speed of the game – it's what makes you fall in love with hockey when you're younger anyway, is the speed of the game, the aggression, and I have just been thoroughly impressed with what I've seen so far. I mean, the playoffs so far, I know it's only one game for each uh, each playoff series, but they've been fun, fun, fun to watch. They have, and again, I you know, some very notable games like uh, you know the first game uh, or the first the first game against you know um, Tampa against Toronto ended up with a you know a huge 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 win and a dominant performance for Toronto over over Tampa and a five nothing victory. And you go, holy shit! I wasn't expecting that. And then you even go to last night, right? We've got a three a triple overtime game of the Rangers against the Penguins, where Shesterkin faces something like eighty plus shots, unbelievable totals. And you just think, hey, 
the memorable moments are already in full swing. Of course, it hurts a bit that it's not the Islanders. I'll always remember, and I think it was late May or maybe early June when they were facing off against Boston and had that double overtime game last year. It's just, you know, it's weird that there, it doesn't involve us this year, but it's still nice to see these crazy moments that we'll remember this playoff series. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about the Pittsburgh Ranger game going forward. Um, but the one thing that struck me is, wow, you know, you look at these other teams and just the speed with which they play. And then you think about how we play and we have a lot of work to do this off season really do speed kills. And that's in any sport, right? Speed kills. It does. You know, I'm not saying it doesn't, but it, you know, when you get to, when you get to the, when you get to the brass tax of items, you know, the, the playoffs are a totally different animal. It's a totally different beast and physical teams. Usually, you know, they play better in the playoffs in a playoff atmosphere than they do in the regular season. Right, Grumpy? Yes, sir. Yes, I agree with you. That's it, man. I know you're not used to me agreeing with you, but I am agreeing you with you. watching on TV there, Grumpy. I, I don't have television on. Just to I let see you the know. blue screens flashing back and forth. Dude, on, there's dude. nothing on. Just go. Oh, my God. Well, I didn't know if you had any other response to that just besides yes. No, I agree with you. Like I said, for me... There's so much work needs to be done. You know, you're hearing, uh, you know, on all fronts, oh, we're two players away, a left shot defenseman and a forward, and we're right back in the mix. But then you watch these games and these other teams, and it's like we're not close to matching up with those teams. But what's the one thing? Did you learn anything after the first two days of the playoffs, TJ? I have. I just want to know if you did. What do you What are you asking me if I learned anything? What What have you learned from the first couple of games of the playoffs? A lot. I mean, our, our goaltending, I think, is that of of a fantastic netminder, right? I, I'd argue we've got one of the best goalies in the NHL, um, no doubt about that. And uh, our defense does need some retooling, but we've got a lot of the right pieces on defense. And and you know, regarding our forward group, not great. Not great compared to everybody else's, like at least across the league. Okay, I, I'm okay. I was talking about from watching the playoff games. What have you learned in the playoffs? We're not in the playoffs, so we don't count. I'm just talking about what have we learned in the playoffs so far. For me, experience matters without a doubt. You see, Washington, who come out came out and just laid two absolute eggs against us the last week of the season came out and played with some driving determination. Yes, Ovechkin was back. But you could see uh, that being the team that's more experienced in the playoffs, you see that that matters. Um, everyone thinks Florida is going to walk over, myself included, Washington. Maybe it's not going to be just that simple. You see a team like Carolina. Now, after tonight, they're down to their third-string goalie. And they – Beat Boston five to one, and they're winning today three nothing. But if they're playing with a third string goalie, how far are they going to go, right? And then again, you see the Rangers playing Pittsburgh again. The Rangers haven't been to the playoffs for a while. Yes, they're more talented than Pittsburgh. Crosby, Malkin, Gensel, Latang—those guys really showed up when it mattered. I was stunned they took that many shots on Shesterkin yesterday. Just stunned. But that being said, man, that was a fun game to watch. Triple overtime, first game of the playoffs, doesn't get much better than that. That's why hockey's the greatest sport in the world. 
Yeah, and and again, you talk about Carolina Hurricanes grump. I, you know, yeah, I get it. They're down to the third string goalie right now. Remember, Ranta had just it, its concussion protocol is what he went in for. He got hit in the head, and again, the way it is now, who knows, right? If he's got a concussion, maybe he doesn't. They err on the side of caution as they should with any sort of bump to the head. No problem with that. So, you know, they probably have him in concussion protocol. You know, hopefully, it's not something severe. Um, but, you know, Frederick Anderson might be back. They've got him kind of on a week-by-week basis right now. They're going to review him in a week. So I, I don't think it's as dire as, you know, you might be leading on or might think and, you know, your, your perception might be on it. I think that, you know, they're they're a little better off. Obviously, you want your starting goalie there. But think about it. They're still laying the wood to Boston, who I think Boston that first period, I mean, they came out guns a-blazing the first period against Carolina. It's like, ooh, Carolina might be in for a little bit, you know, more than they originally had anticipated. But they've been dominant since. Yeah. Now, going into the playoffs, Carolina had outscored Boston in the three games they played 16-1. to and that's just continuing once again. Once again, Boston is a t- team that I consider a lot like the Islanders, our team, right? They're an older team, play a slower pace game. They're just getting eaten alive by a team that skates in four checks. And that's what you're seeing. I mean, the younger teams that can four check aggressively, they just run the league right now with the way the rules are situated. And if you don't, if you don't alter the way your team is built, and I understand why why Boston's doing it and why we're doing it to a certain extent because we're a veteran laden team. Right. But we both teams, including Boston and ourselves need to kind of transition away from that style of hockey. If we want to be successful in the future. Yeah. I mean, it's not something that you're ever going to see under this coaching staff and this general manager, just not going to see it crump. Well, you know what, then you need to change because this is 2022 it's not 1990, just isn't. So, you know, those changes will need to be made mm-hmm. because you're seeing that that style of hockey, and I love it, dinosaur hockey, being a dinosaur myself, I love that, the physicality, all that stuff. It doesn't play in today's NHL. The rules set forth by the NHL have transitioned away from that style of play. And I don't think it's ever going back, honestly. That's a hard and bad things for us and teams like Boston to go in the future. But the more things change, the more they stay the same. Edmonton somehow loses to the Kings in the first game of the series. Well, the Kings aren't that bad. I mean, I know you don't like the Kings. Or don't th- Here's the thing. It's also game one. Yeah. So they lost four to three. It wasn't like it was a blowout, a five nothing blowout or seven nothing blowout. It was four to three. And, and, it's the first time Edmonton hasn't been in the playoffs consistently year in, year out. You know, the Kings do have a few performers still from that that original team who won cups. You would say that uh, going into the season, Edmonton was more highly rated than the Kings were. The Kings were not supposed to even make the playoffs this year. I, I still think Edmonton is going to win and beat the Kings in that series. Okay. Okay. But like I said, team speed. Most important thing. That's to me – Watching these games, that's the biggest takeaway that I have is the speed of the team of the NHL in particular. You know, we watch the Islanders all the time, so we don't realize the speed of the rest of the league until you actually watch teams that can skate up and down the ice. That's what the NHL wants. That's how they're that's how the officials are officiating the game. That's just what I mean, that's just the way it is nowadays. We need to change. Hmm. What what 
we're not going to under this staff. It's as simple as that. And if hope. that's the case, what? I can hope. But I'm just saying, if we want what to be would, successful. What would, indicate, what would indicate that we're going to change our style from, again, more of a defensive structure where we're going to be playing more segmented hockey, where we've got dead last in the NHL and five-on-five shots in transition and items like that created per 60 minutes? What makes you think we're going to change from that overnight to being one team who, you know, is is unable, you know, one team that's able to, you know, put a high, a high pressure on being able to skate and score in transition? It's not an overnight process, but the whole thing, like I said, we need to transition to that though. To think that this is the way to go is a mistake. That's all I'm saying. We need to make the transition. We should have already started it. If they would listen to me, they would have already started it. They haven't. So now we're in this boat. Okay. What are you going to think? One more year riding the same system, and then it's all gone. Then everything gets blown up because you're going to have a new GM, new coach. That will happen next year. Well, let's talk a little bit about what's going on. Obviously, Bridgeport are, are in the playoffs. The Bridgeport Islanders are. They won their first game 2-1 to one in overtime, Grump. The Bridgeport yeah. Islanders are fighting for their first playoff series victory in, what is it, like a, a decade or two decades, some crazy number. Who cares? What, Grumpy? You don't it care about the nothing. Bridgeport Islanders? It means nothing. Absolutely oh, nothing. Man. Who won last year's Calder Cup? Couldn't tell you. Yeah, exactly. You want to know why? Because it means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. When all is said and done. Go ahead. You can look it up now. That's fine. No, no, no. I was, I'm not looking that up. I want to see the score of the game. I was about to say, is it odd that fans have just so easily been like, oh, we'll transition. Yeah, let's get let's let's support and get behind our Bridgeport Islanders. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong. I don't have interest in it. But you know what? What would I be looking for if I'm looking at Bridgeport games? What am I looking for? I don't what? care if we win or lose. I don't care if 35-year-old some you know Joe Blow from the Alamo scores a goal and 45-year-old Corey Snyder stands on his head to make a bunch of saves. I could care less because they're not part of the future of the Islanders. How the young guys? How does Casper Holmstrom look? How does Robin Sallow look? How does Samuel Bullduke look? That, those are the type of questions I'm looking at. How are the young guys who have a potential to come up and play for the Islanders, how are they looking in the playoffs? That's all I care about. I could care less if we win, lose, indifferent. Before you went on that, I was not mentioning it as of a, oh, my God, I can't believe fans are supporting the Bridgeport Islanders. You just kept going on and on and on and on. What I was trying to say was, is it not sad that we've gone from an environment to where we actually would be cheering for the Islanders game in and game out because we were in the playoffs last three years in a row to where now after a disappointing season we're turning our attention to the AHL affiliate I just think you know that's I'm just saying like the state of where we are at the moment is not very it's not great <laughs> you know we've got good pieces on the team but the state you know obviously this is a it's been a very underwhelming season okay but for me that's a credit to the Islander fans whoops that's a credit credit to the Islander fans they love the organization so much that they just downshifted. Okay, the Islanders didn't make the playoffs, so the baby Islanders, whatever the hell they call themselves, um, you know, we're going to root for them now because we're Islander fans, you know, through and through. There's nothing wrong with that. I just can't watch those. I have no interest in watching minor league hockey. Don't don't mischaracterize it. I'm not saying there is. Why are you speaking out against the Islander fans? Why are you being? You try to, You keep on fucking mischaracterizing it. It's confusing me. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, I'm. Just, I cannot believe we're in a spot to where year after year we kind of had gotten a little accustomed right to the Islanders again 
It's not the Islanders of the early 2000s or even the early 2010s. This is an Islanders team as of late last three years where it's like, hey, it's almost expected that we make the playoffs every single year. and We have a chance that, you know, to make a make a run in some capacity. And we've gone from that overnight into a team that's like, oh, we were mathematically eliminated with like five or six games left to go. And now we're shifting our, our gear and our focus to the AHL affiliate. I'm just saying it's just I'm just talking about the state of where we are. Am I complaining that people are supporting the Islanders and supporting guys like Otto Koivula and supporting guys like Samuel Balduk and supporting guys like Otto Ortu? Am I complaining about that, Grump? I'm just saying it's odd that that's the state where we are at the moment. See, I don't look at it that way. Okay, we made two... Uh, Here's the thing. If we were in the NHL playoffs, people would not be given two shits about the Bridgeport Islanders right now. Not a single bit. And that's what I'm saying. We're in a spot to where we've consistently been playoffs, 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 deep run, deep run, deep run. And now we're in a spot where it's like, uh, there's no Islanders playoffs to watch. What else? We Okay, gotcha. Bridgeport. I'm just saying it's an odd spot to be in. We only made two deep runs the last two years. Other than that, we haven't made a run. We won a playoff series. When we won a playoff Woo! Winning a playoff series is a deep run now? Is that how low the standard hold on, is? Hold on, hold on. Won a playoff series. How many playoff series had we won? It was rel- It's all relative, right, when we're talking about it. Right, since, let's say, even 2000. How many playoff series do you think we won since 2000, Grump? One, we two? In, we won one in 2016. Okay. In Florida. Did you name one after that or before that? I can't. That's my point. We won one playoff series in 2016. We won one in 2019. So relative was like, okay, at that time period, oh, man, this is not bad. This is somewhat successful. We made it to playoffs. We won a playoff series. Yeah. Success is relative. Not for me. It's not. It's Stanley Cup or bust. That's what Barry and Lou told me. Uh, Buffalo had a shitty year. Buffalo, you know what? Buffalo just might as well pitch in the tents. They just might as well pitch up the tents, Grump. They might as well go home. Same thing with Detroit. Same thing with every other team that doesn't win the Cup. Utter disappointment and failure this year. I can't believe that the Winnipeg Jets even bothered putting on a kit in the uniform this year. Might as well just go ahead and sit at home. A kit? Yeah, Grump, a kit. Okay. All I'm saying is this. Success is relative, right? You don't expect your team to go, I haven't made the playoffs, and I've won one playoff series in the last two decades from our job is first time back in the playoffs to win the Stanley Cup. So at that time period, it was successful to win a playoff series in my book. In, what was it, in the 2018-19 season? I guess I didn't expect us to make the playoffs this year or make a playoff push. That's not what I'm talking about. Holy shit. Uh, okay, well, whatever. I'm not talking about this year, Grump. I'm talking about when you said originally, right? We had a two, oh, deep run. Deep run was going one. I was just saying for that time period, it was successful. In 2018-19, we won a playoff series relative to the prior success. That was a successful time period for us. Okay. I mean, we had 103 points. We should have beat the team we beat. We beat Pittsburgh, and then we got rolled by Carolina. Rolled. Oh, man. We beat the team we should beat. Uh, you know what? If it was, if it was, you beat every team you should beat. Care, uh, I mean, you should have, you should have Colorado and Florida in the finals, and it should just be pretty easy if we're beating the teams they're supposed to beat. We are really good beating teams that play. I call it Metro Division hockey. <laughs> Hold on, this is the first time I've heard of this term in our five years of being on the podcast together. What do you mean by Metro Division hockey? More of uh, a grinded out game with the exception of Carolina. We know how well we play against Carolina. But you look at it, right? And now even the Rangers. But the Devils, Columbus, Washington, Pittsburgh, older teams that play that style that was prevalent, you know, back in the early 2000s. Sidney Crosby's been there forever. I mean, these are teams that are, you know, it's 
tough battles always. Not teams predicated on speed racing up and down the ice, except for the Rangers now and Carolina. And we are Carolina's bitch, okay? They're way too fast, way too young. They're just better than us. And as long as they're in division, we're never going to beat them. In the, in not, not in our current iteration, we're not. Sorry. If we, if we match up against Carolina in the first round any other time, might as well just pitch up the tents, Grumpy. Might as well go home. Win. Just mail it and go home. Just go, go home. My God. Boston thought they had a shot, too. I tell you. So there's a few things I think we obviously talk about that are going to, you know, they're playing a third string goalie and rolling Boston. Third string goalie. I'm I'm transitioning. Before okay. you started that, I'm transitioning a bit to talk a talk on an item that you know we can actually both agree on. Um, but we're thank you for getting a little grape drink, Grumpy. I feel like your voice is a little raspy. Um, but uh, you know, there's a few items that we look at this offseason that are going to be the key determinants as to what what comprises a successful, you know, offseason for us. We've talked about it in years in the past. Hey, it was more, hey, what do we do in the draft? What do we do here? There's a lot of things we had to do. I, I think there are certain questions we've got to answer. And I saw that the athletic article by Kevin Kurtz made me, I think it was a good article. Right? We talk about good articles he writes, and other times I'm like, man, not great. He wrote it on May the 1st, Grump, and he's talking about a few of the items that we're looking forward towards the offseason, right? Obviously, revamping up the defense, nobody disagrees with that. We've got to add at least one left defenseman, if not two left defensemen. Okay, but to me, we're really not that far away defensively. We're just not. Oh, I agree. I agree. Defensively, I think we could be there and, and one one addition, we could be there exactly, you know, better than we ever have been. I think yeah. we have a better defense than we ever have under Barry Trotz with one addition. That's it. That's right. As long as, you know, Mayfield will be back next year as your bottom pairing right hand defenseman. No problem at all. Damn right hand defense. But you do need, you do need. You complained when I said left shot or right shot. Now I'm saying right-handed, left-handed, and you got a problem with that too. I'm just going to do whatever the hell I want. So right shot defenseman. God in, damn it. We've gone backwards. In, We're progressing just backwards, Grumpy. And Scott Mayfield, right? He'll be your third-pairing defenseman. Okay, who do you have to replace? Chara and Green. No problem, but you are going to have to get a higher-end left shot defenseman. You are. <laughs> the team with Pulak. You will need to do that. And I'm then you get anybody. You get anybody. You could have one of the younger guys. You could have Salo come up and play on the third pairing. No problem there. The the issue is the forward group. Because, okay, let's say you get, I don't know, a Vince Dunn. He can skate. Dobson can skate. Salo can skate. So what does that move? You'll What does that mean? You'd have three guys who could be puck movers on the back end. And that's great because that's what you need. You need one preparing. Pellick wouldn't be that. Dobson would. Vince Dunn or whoever would be that on the second pairing because Pulak's really not that. Mayfield isn't that, even though sometimes it looks like he is and he thinks he is. But that would be Sallow. Mm -hmm. And that's fine to me. Then your defense is good. Your defense is in good shape right there. The forward group is where the issues are. That's where our lack of skating and speed is really evident. And until we change that, I just don't see how we progress. Well, I think you're right. I think Salo slides in. I, I would have no problem at all. Slide him in, see, roll him out there, see if it works, play him for half the year. And if it doesn't, you'll know really quickly whether he's a long-term solution that could fit in your top six on the defense pairings or if he's not. 
And, you know, you can always replace a guy like that to find a cheap rental or a cheap guy. You know, you can even find a cheap vet, even if you want to add additionals, even if you want to add additional, um, I got distracted. Even if you want to add additional, um, you know, security, if that, if you feel like that's a problem or an issue going forward. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But uh, so who are you talking about? Sallow? I'm sorry. What guy were you talking about? Yes, we're talking about set. Yes. Okay. But yeah, as a but mm-hmm. as a guy on the third pairing with a dependable veteran in Scott Mayfield, he'll learn. I'm just saying for the playoffs, right? You want to make sure that you don't have too many learning moments in the playoffs. That's ideally why if you could play in the entire year, you could tell by halfway through the season, is he the guy that we expect or could be, you know, a consistent playoff performer or not, as I was saying. But or do you feel like maybe he won't be? And then you acquire somebody. I'm just saying you have the ability to to acquire a bottom, you know, a bottom pairing defenseman. It's not going to be ultra expensive at the deadline. You may be looking at a second round pick if you're in a playoff spot. Okay. I guess I look at it a little bit differently. If we don't improve the forward group, we're not making the playoffs next year. I mean, we can't beat playoff teams right now. We can't. The playoff teams owned us. Yeah, we beat the bad teams. Well, let's let's think about what what how I started this conversation. What are the things that are going to define this offseason? I know you want to keep hammering back on we're not good enough right now. I want to talk about what we can do. And what are the items that are going to mark our offseason as success or not? So we can, I mean, like there are, trust me, we're going to get to items that we're going to have to do with the forward pairs and the forward groupings in order to be successful this offseason. I was starting from the back out. I was starting with defense. I think I feel like that is the easiest thing for us to address this offseason. Yes. And that's why I wanted to bring it up first. Adding a defenseman, I feel like is, that's all, it doesn't need to be two. I think you could really just add one bona fide top four right defenseman that's all that's needed. Left defenseman. Left defenseman, sorry. That's all that's needed. True. I agree. I agree with you. That's not going to be the determining factor if we make the playoffs or can make a run next year. It will not be the defense. You forget, we had two pylons out there. Anyone who can even skate is an upgrade. And I'm not saying it's going to be the impact or the barometer that affects us making the playoffs or not. I'm saying these are the things we need to address. I think this is the easiest to address is the defense, Grump. I think the defense is the easiest to address. I think it's something that automatically irons that out and says, hey, we're at playoff plus level of caliber of defense. Our goaltender is already at playoff plus. I think our defense, if we make that top four defenseman, is at playoff plus if you're healthy. The offense is where things get a lot more muddy. But, you know, we're playoff plus on defense, and I think if we're able to add a top four defenseman, we're playoff plus in net too. I agree. I agree. Hmm. That's correct. That's uh, that's why I'm just I'm bringing up one at a time. I think that again, okay. all that's needed is is that defense is a one top four defenseman. You're in good shape. You can have Sallow, Hut, Hutton. Doesn't matter who. You could slide somebody into that role. It's got to be a legit top four defenseman, though. Bonafide top four defenseman, as I said, bonafide. Can't be a guy that's on the tween. You know, okay, maybe he could. St- it's got to be a guy legit. So you're gonna have to. Here's the thing: if you're acquiring through a trade, which is what you know. Uh, or what Lou Lamarillo kind of alluded to, right? You, you get better, you know, a few different ways through the, you know, as an NHL team, either through the draft, through trade, or through free agency. And again, he said we have to make trade. We're going to have to make trades, a player trades, to improve as a team. Okay, so we don't draft anyone, and we don't sign anyone as a free agent, 
and we really haven't made any trades. So how, where's the improvement coming from? Okay. We have made trades. Yeah. Okay. How'd they worked out? I mean, you have to say we pretty much overpay in every trade we make. I'm not disagreeing with that, but we have to say we haven't made trades. That's just verifiably false, but yeah, you're right. I mean, we don't, we, I don't think we've come out as the victor in a lot of these trades. Sometimes we do, but not all the time. I can't remember the last trade that we flat out won. What uh, name a trade that we won under Lou Lamarillo trade for the time when we did it. I think Andy green for a second round pick was valuable for us. Okay. Okay. It's not like it was a huge win, right? I think that was a win for us. Again, Adam Pellick was back grump by the time period that we were, you know, by the time period, the playoffs started, because that was when the hiatus had happened. That's when we traded, we acquired John Gabriel Pajot and Andy green. I mean, Jean-Gabriel Pajot was good, but we gave up a first and a second for him. I wouldn't, say we, I wouldn't say we verifiably won and, you know, you know, flat out won with that trade. That's a loss. The J.G. Pajot, and you know how much I love him. That's a loss trade for us, for certain. The Palmieri trade was a loss trade for us. I, would consider, Green? I wouldn't consider the Palmieri trade a win, even though the Palmieri technically cost less than Jean-Gabriel Pajot did. It was a loss. I, I just what I said it's a loss. Yeah. Even think about it, it's a loss. Even though he costs less than 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 Jean Gabriel Pajot did. Yeah, those are losses. Like I said, what's the last time we won a trade? That's my issue. I said what, Andy Green. I don't. Uh, so trading a second round pick for a bottom pairing defenseman, you consider a win? I don't. I consider it a win because I think he was invaluable for the playoff pushes the last two years. I think his remember, we even talked about it last year in the playoff push. He was one of those silent guys that were able to go ahead and add some stability, veteran leadership on the back end. He was with us both times we went to the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm not saying the only reason we did it was because of Andy Green. I think that that was a trade that helped us out. We didn't have to overpay for him. He served his purpose. Giving up second round picks for guys in their late 30s is not a win for me. Uh, you can consider that maybe that one a draw. But I don't consider it a win. I consider it a win. I don't consider it like a, oh, man, we walked away with a huge victory on that. Okay. We lose more trades than we won win on a Lou Lamarillo. Simple as that. I'm not right. denying that. I'm just, you said, when was the last time? I said, maybe Andy Green. Yeah, I consider that a draw. I don't consider that a win. Just don't. Sorry. My bad. What do you mean you're bad? So, anyway. We'll I mean, just agree to disagree on that. Okay. Uh, I'm being odd today. I don't know. Is this off-season blues already kicking in for you, Grump? No, because I'm ready for the Islands to start doing something, but I know we're still a month or so away from that. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I think that, again, defense, we can be a playoff-plus defensive team goalie as a playoff-plus in net. You know, it comes down to the forward groups. I think that is where we need a lot of work. And unfortunately, right, we talk about the cap situation where we have about 12 and some change close to 13 million in cap space. We've got to resign back Bellows, have to resign back Noah Dobson. And that kind of will leave you with what you have left over to do what you would like this offseason. I mean, you, got, do you sign a guy back like Sebastian Ajo back, a, you know, a minimum type of contract. Who the heck knows? But uh, go ahead, Grump. Yeah. I mean, you're still going to have what? Let's say seven, seven and a half million if you sign those three RFAs back and I realize that Aho was a UFA, but I mean, I think he would come back. Um, what's his, what's his value somewhere else? He's probably got the greatest value with the Islanders right now. 
So I could see them. You, they could definitely get him to come back, bring Bellows and Dobson back. You're going to have what? I'll be honest real quick. Depending on what role he's offered, I could see him going back to Europe. I don't. I don't. I could see Otto Koivula saying, yeah, I want to go play in Europe again. Yeah, I, could yeah, see, yeah. Like, I could see players like that just be like, meh, I don't really have a shot here. I'm gone. But they're still under contract. Well, uh, I mean, Sebastian, Sebastian Ajo. Well, Ajo's not, but Koivula is. You mentioned Koivula. I'm just saying I could see when the contract expires, he's going back to Europe. Okay, I'm not even worried about that because that's not next I'm year. I'm just saying they're players cut from the same cloth there from, you know, from Europe, and they haven't really made a killing in the NHL. What do players usually from Europe who don't make a, a huge impact in the NHL do? They usually go back and play at home. That's what True. I'm saying. I'm just, I'm just applying that, right? I could see a few guys doing that. Okay. The only one who concerns me now is Aho because he's the only one that we have to worry about resigning. And even if you do resign him, what is he? At best, a bottom pairing defenseman, probably a number seven. He's a number seven guy. Okay. Well, he can play bottom pair minutes. He can. I mean, without a doubt, he can. He moves the puck. He gives us something we don't have on the back end except right now, except for Noah Dobson, somebody who can actually generate some offense from the back end. He can do that. Is he great defensively? No. Is he adequate? I'd say yes, but not good enough, I don't think. I don't disagree, Grump. But, um, yeah, so, again, we're talking about the cap space we have, and we're talking about what we'd have to do on the forward group to kind of bring it back to that, right? I think we had two and change, uh, or 12, I'm sorry, 12 and change, and you got to re-sign, you know, Noah Dobson, Kiefer Bellows, and you said maybe you're throwing in a guy like Sebastian Ajo in there. Again, he's just he's not going to get paid much, but it just makes you say, okay, you know, where there's a lot of movement that has to be done on the offensive side of the puck. I think that, you know, number one being we have got to, and I mean got to get a legitimate winger. We've been saying it for years and years and years, it feels like, a legitimate winger from Appar's Law. It's as simple as that. Cap is not an issue. There are no excuses. Whatever line of BS they want to feed you when they don't get a big name or uh, unrestricted free agent, it's a lie. They have plenty of cap space. It's so easy to generate cap space on this team. I don't get why people, and you, you see a lot of that in the other camp of the, oh, temper your expectations because of cap space. Well, I know we've got 12 point, you know, 2 million or whatever it is, 12.3. I don't even know what the hell the number is. 12.2, 12.3 million. Oh, well, we're going to have to sign back Dobson. That's maybe going to cost four or four, you know, whatever it's going to cost them. And then, oh, we're also going to have to sign back Bellows. So really, we've only got like 7 million, maybe seven and some change. And if we want to bring in, you know, Philip Forsberg or we want to trade for a top four defense, we're going to be adding more cap to our situation. I don't know how we can make it work. Because those people are dumb. They're morons with a capital M. Capital M. Capital M. So what do you what do you think if you were going to trade for a defenseman? What's going back the other way? You're going to have to send players back. Well, guess what? When those players are sent back the other way, you know what that means? Their salaries come off your cap. So that gives you more space. The issue is we have to move veterans off of our forward group. Because everyone is signed to long-term deals. And none of them are playing to the level that they should be for the money that they make. Not a one. Not even Matt Barzell. No. Maybe Brock Nelson this year. Maybe. I say Brock Nelson played to what he was paid this year. Did a great job. He had the best year of it. He had a career year this year. He, he was did. the best forward. 
Mm, he, he, I, I, I disagree. I disagree. I'm but not trying okay. to catch on Matt Barzal. I'm just saying from what, from what I've seen from Matt Barzal in the past, this season for him was disappointing where I think Brock Nelson had played the best he'll ever play. And again, like I'm looking at, even though if let's say they're near same playing field, I think Matt Barzal's potential is much higher. And what I know he could do is much higher where Brock Nelson, I think is here, but he played to here and they're both on equal playing field. The guy who took the biggest jump gets my little, he gets like the nose out in front if they're running a marathon or a race, just boom, he got, he won by a nose. Matt Barzell did not play with consistent line mates the whole year. They were in and out all the time. They never replaced. They never had anyone who replaced the chemistry that he had with Jordan Everly. I, it was me. I would have given Anthony Bavillier a role with him because they do work well together. I think he they can. have chemistry. You got some time with Matt Barzal. Not much. A couple games. That's the Barry Trotz way, though, right? I mean, I'm sorry. You don't. You didn't see that second line get broken up a whole lot. I mean, it is what it is. I'm just saying that for me, I thought Brock Nelson. Played well this year, but he's still not the best forward on this team. And I don't think he performed like the best forward. He had a career year this year. Okay. Um, you and I disagree on that. But we're getting back to the forward group, Grump. We're getting back to that area, as you could steer back in that direction. Remember what we were talking about, what they need to do, about how we're able to free up cap space. We had talked, and I think this kind of launches it a little bit into another section as well. I know people want to keep Varlamov here. Oh, man, I love having the 1A, 1B system. Oh, Varlamov really wants to stay here. It's fantastic. If you really have to, you might have to sacrifice a backup goalie when an ideal scenario doesn't play any playoff games for you. You might have to sacrifice, and he's a cap casualty, in order to bring in, let's say, an additional offensive piece. Right? Offense is it's the biggest, it's the biggest hole and the biggest issue that we have on this team. If somebody, right. if somebody offered you, like, let's say Buffalo, for instance, right? They have three first-round picks. I think Colorado is one of them or, or whatever. They have a late first-round pick. If they offer you a pick that's late in the first round for Varlamov, would you take it? I don't think you'd get that much, but I'd take it in a heartbeat. Uh, exactly. That's what I'm saying. And that saves you – there's another $5 million off your cap. If – cap uh, strap team teams that need to get cap like Arizona or Ottawa or Detroit make you an offer for Josh Bailey even if it's a second round pick don't you have to take that I would I take it in a heartbeat unless he's included in a trade going you know for a defenseman I, I don't think he's got much value if you could trade Josh, remember times this season we said if you can get rid of Josh Bailey without having to give up an asset that's a plus in my book if they're going to give us even a third round pick or a fourth round pick I do it in a heartbeat it's about freeing up the cap space in order to make sure that you've got a little additional item and also opening up a roster spot in the forward group that's what that's what we must do we have to open up roster spots in the offense. That's what we have to do. I don't care even if you have to move two of them as long as you upgrade there. You know, I'm not a big believer in trading Anthony Bavillier at 24 years old, but, you know, if you could package him with a Bailey, that's kind of killing two birds with one stone. I still think that Bavillier is going to be a good player for another team. Um, but Josh Bailey, eh, 
It's like addition by subtraction. That's $9 million that you also have to spend. That's why when people say, oh, we're cash strapped if we sign, they're, they're stupid. They're just stupid. They don't have brains. Well, when you look at when you look at Buffalo, too, Dopes. right? Depending on, yeah, remember, though, that Varlamov does have the 16-team no trade call, no trade list. Is that still the same after this year, or does it change as last year's deal? I have no earthly idea. He's got a 16-team 16, 16 no, no trade clause. So, again, you make sure you have to have that into the equation as well. The likelihood okay. of him wanting to sign up or say, yes, let me go to a rebuilding team is probably low. Okay. But let's say somebody makes an offer. You can approach him and see if he's willing to accept that deal. You know, just because he put that, whatever, whoever those teams were, whenever it was, that doesn't mean that you still can't approach him and he can change his mind. That's, that shit's yeah. not set in stone. I'm just saying, there's, there's, okay, there's other spots where I think you can maybe go to a contender where you can trade him. Right? It's only 16 teams. I ask him for the list, and you say, all right, based off of that list, gotcha, goodbye. I'm just saying you could find a team. There are so many teams that need a goaltender and a legitimate goaltender that you can find a team that will have $5 million of cap space this offseason for Varlamov. It's as simple as that. You will be able to find a team to have that cap space available. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, and I wouldn't let just because a, t a, a team was on his no trade list, that wouldn't uh, stop me from asking him if he would reconsider. It, it's, not like can do that. That. it's not okay. So when you submit the list, the list is a list. So no, the, no you can hold still on. approach a guy. You can still approach the hold guy. Not, he can on. waive that. You realize he can waive that, right? It's the no trade clause. The no trade list is not like, oh, every day I get to write a new trade list. Oh, every minute. It's not like that. You submit the list and I say, hey, we're playing on trading. You submit your list. You submit your list and that's that. Okay. It's not like you submit your list every single day, and depending on which way the wind blows, oh, I can take off the Calgary Flames, or I can add on the Vancouver Canucks. That's not how that works. I understand, but here's the thing. You can ask a guy to waive that. Absolutely you can. That's up to the player. He doesn't have to, but you can certainly ask him to waive that. Players do that all the time. I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying the trade, it's not like the – here's the thing. It's not. Don't act like, oh, okay, we could just go ahead and try to convince him. Hey, go to Buffalo. Buffalo's a great place to go. Go to Buffalo. It's not like that. I just threw Buffalo out there as an up-and-coming team that uh, has a need for a goalie. That's all I did. That's all I did. It doesn't. I'm not saying necessarily Buffalo. I just threw them out there because they had a first-round pick. I mean, and here's the thing: maybe he loved what. Maybe he likes what he sees in Buffalo. Maybe he sees that a chance to extend his career. You don't know. I mean, there's nothing wrong with asking a guy if he considered being moved to a team that's not. Why do you country. always go back to this fucking point? I don't understand. Because, because I can't still, believe I that you understand don't understand. You always hammer I don't even get why you can bring this up. It's not important. We're talking about you can free up cap space. All I mentioned was he has a 16-team no-trade clause. Who cares? I don't care that he's got a 16. I could care less that he's got a 16-team no-trade yes, list. Exactly. It's meant to be a quick little five-second item I mentioned just so people at home go, oh, yeah, that's right. And that's it. You move on from it. You Every just, time I ever mention a no-trade clause yeah, or a modified no-trade clause, you have all the conniption about, well, we could do it. Dude, I don't get it. Okay, here's what you don't get. That no-trade clause doesn't mean shit because you can ask him if he'd oh waive it. God. 
Yeah, I the no trade clause doesn't do. mean shit. How often you know do, do players waive the no trade clause? They trade me anywhere. He likes being on Long Island. He likes playing for the Islanders. That happens when guys. You want to know what how it happens? The situation. The team offers him a contract extension for three years at six million dollars per. Then all of a sudden, yeah, I'm willing to go there. It happens all the time in all sports. How often do players waive their all no the trade clause? All the time. All the time. All the time. How often NHL players say, yeah, all the time. Trade clause. every all single trade that's happened has been like that. Everyone. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why you always get stuck on that one detail. It's like you because get the fact by. that you just think it's set in stone that he can. I don't. I, don't. I mention it for people who are listening at home. They say, oh yeah, that's right. He's got a no, he's got a 16, 16 team, no trade calls. What's wrong with me mentioning it? And you've got to go hammer away. Oh, well, no trade calls doesn't mean much because everybody just goes ahead. Because and it doesn't mean much. Calls. I just want people to know that it, you know, there are ways around that too. That's all I'm saying. My God. My God. You happy? You happy? You just piss away time on that type of stuff, which I don't get. But anyway, so you can move a guy like Varamov. It can be done. No, modified, no trade calls or not. You can find a spot in a new home for him. It's as simple as that. A guy like Bailey, I do think if he if you get an offer in any capacity to get any type of asset back for Bailey, I'd move him. It's as simple as that. And I, a guy like Bavillier, too, you mentioned, who the hell knows? I, I, I'm not opposed to moving him. The only really shitty part about moving Bavillier is you're selling him at the lowest he's ever been in his career. And I think if you talk about it from pure return standpoint, you're probably not going to get what you think you should get for Anthony Bavillier. Even though he's young, they're going to look at this last season and say, we're not going to give you what we would have given you last year. I disagree. How, on what basis? The fact that he's 24 years old and maybe play, maybe teams around the league, they'll give him, you know what? He was shackled playing in that defensive system. Let's give him a chance to breathe in our organization. There's reasons why people keep on talking about, well, you know, Anthony Bavillier is a guy we could move because he's one of the only guys who we can move who has any value. No one else has value. Bailey has no value. No one on the fourth line has any value. The third line has no value. What do you think John Gabriel Pajot's value at $5 million per is? It's practically nothing. That's and I'm a, I'm a big fan of his. Why do they talk about Wallstrom? Because he has value to other organizations. The guys who we really need to move have no value. So you think, and again, I, I say this very clearly, you think if we try to trade John Gabriel Pajot this last offseason, Compared to this offseason, we're going to get more for him this offseason than we would have last offseason when he played better. That just doesn't make sense to me. I didn't say that. I literally phrased the statement, you will not get as much for Jean-Gabriel Pajot this offseason because he played poorly as you would last offseason. I said, do you agree? You said no. You were talking about Bavillier. You didn't say Pajot. I'm sorry. Bavillier. Bavillier. I'm sorry. You think you're going to get more for Bavillier this offseason when he played poorly as compared to last year he didn't play well. But he still played better than he did this year. The age, he was even younger last year. Here's I just don't understand how you think that, yeah, it's going to get us more of a return if we trade him last offseason compared to this offseason. Because he's 24 years old and he has a very manageable contract. Last and he's an he offensive player. Last year he was 23 and performed better offensively. You think we're going to get more for now a year older player who performed worse? Now he has contract certainty where he didn't have that before. His contract is $4 million per. That's very manageable. Yeah. And he's got it for what three more years? It's he very manageable. Two more years, I think. It was it was a three year when he originally signed. I thought it was a four year deal. Okay, maybe it was three. I thought it was four. I'll pull that up here. But that's very that's very manageable two for years. a guy. Okay, two more years. Okay, 
that's still very manageable. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying I think his value, right? We look at the value of Anthony Bavillier. You know, it's it's been on the decline, I think, the last two years. I think this year it's declined further than it was last year. Well, he, he played, played worse than he did last year. I understand you're going to give the system item. I think the system hampered him last year, too. I think he's not a great mesh for this system. Last year, he was a year younger, though, too, and he played better. So I don't know. I think his value would have been more. I just don't like the, the concept of thinking if we're going to sell somebody or trade somebody away, I don't like the concept of oh, we're going to be trading them as they had one of the worst years in their career. I just think to myself, we're probably, unless somebody overpays, we're not going to get what we should for him. Okay, most every player on this team had a down year, so we shouldn't even bother trading anybody because there won't be any trade value there for them, right? There's certain guys we've got to trade because they got huge con- – he's not a bad contract, right? Certain contracts – certain people have bad contracts that don't perform. That's, that's, no. That's my point. That's the value in Anthony Bavillier. He's got a very manageable deal, and on a team where it's just all defense all the time, yeah, maybe that's not his skill set. That is not his skill set, but – Playing for the Islanders means that he's a solid two-way player. You give him the, you give him a little bit of rope and let him run with it. Watch how much better a player he is. And I know teams around the league think like that because you want to know why he can skate like the freaking wind. And that's the way the NHL is built. And that brings us right back to the beginning of this whole podcast. Teams with speed—that's what the league is built on. That's why Anthony Bavillier has, uh, I think, has really good trade value. More trade value than last year. That's nuts. But hey, we'll leave it at that. He was because, first of all, he was a restrict. He was a free agent last year. A res- uh, that's correct. A restricted free yeah. agent. That is okay. correct. So uh, here's the thing, Grump. People are not. Most teams in the league are not completely hideously bad, or, or not hideous with contract negotiations. The Islanders usually are. The Islanders, as of recent, recent, I think, have done well. I thought the Bavillier contract was a good one for us when we signed it. And I think the Pulak and Pelle contracts were good contract extensions. In the past, we have been giving out contracts, bloated contracts for too much money and too much term. That wasn't a bad one. Most teams across the league do not give out bloated contract for too much term. It's the, the league is much more cautious towards that. I'm just saying, just because he was restricted free agent didn't mean it docked the value of the guy. Uh, you know, he played better last year he was younger last year I, I think he had more value last year and i think we're selling him if we sell him now at a lower point in his career okay but who does everyone say is the guy that's going to get moved this offseason everyone who talks about it Josh well what does that mean he has value around the league that's what it means it means his name's being shopped I firmly believe it. We've heard, remember, we heard from Coach Tommy B. He originally said years ago that apparently his name was being shopped around. And now, does it shock me at all that they're shopping his name around now? Not at all. Well, you know what? I don't understand the fascination with getting rid of him when we keep on having these fossils who just litter our lineup. But, you know, it is what it is. Like I said, once Lamarillo is gone, you're going to see a change in the way this organization is run. And it's it's here. It, the time's upon us. Okay, I don't know how we drug it back and you've managed to drag it back there. We we're talking about what we need to do, right? And on the offensive side of the puck where things get muddier. That's why. That's how this entire conversation Right, started. and, and I, my point was salary cap means absolutely nothing because whoever you're trading, you're going to be subtracting salary. So it means absolutely nothing. Yes, and again, I disagree. We got off on a rabbit hole, um, but... The whole thing is, do you have faith in the general manager to make the appropriate deals. No. Okay. Well, then I mean, that then I think he's lost. I think he's lost more of the trades than he's won. I said that earlier. But okay, so if that's the case, how are we going to get better? 
If you've lost faith in the faith in the GM, how are we going to get better? It doesn't matter what my faith is. It just matters what the GM does. I don't feel confident that he's going to make you know trades where we come out with huge victors. I think he'll make trades. Are they going to be we're a big victor? Probably not. Are there going to be questionable trades based off of how much we gave up? Just looking at his track record? Yes, probably. And how little we get paid back in return? Yes, probably. I only can think of a handful of trades that you know I think had benefited us. Majority of them have not have not have not worked out well in our favor. I don't think. I, I just find it ridiculous. You, you look at some of these fan sites and they're all, oh yeah, well let's get rid of Bavillier and Sallow and Wallstrom for Chikrin. I'm like, what are you insane? I just, it's comical. It's comical. And like I said, Lou has like I said to me, since Lamarol has been here, the best movie made was hiring Barry Trotz. That's it. Okay. And you could say Varlamov is number two because it got Sorokin to come here. But yeah, getting back to what we'll need to do on the offensive side of the puck and what we'll need to do with our forward group, right? We have the cap. I'm not too concerned. You can find creative ways to free up cap space. It's as simple as that. And that's that's kind of what the that's what that's what we've kind of established there. And I would find it hard pressed if someone is not creative enough or can't imagine ways that we can clear cap space. That being said, I know I say that a lot. We have got to add a legitimate top line winger with Matt Barzal. I'd love, I'd love to see, you know, somehow Wallstrom be able to take the step. He's not there yet. Whatever it is, confidence. He got an extended time period at the end. It didn't work out well. I'm not saying he can't be a top six guy or a top line guy. Right now, he's not there yet. Maybe he takes the off. Yes, but I say he's young. He'll be 22 starting next year. He's young. I, and I've, I don't. It's not like I'm dooming him to be. Oh, he's a bottom six guy for the rest of his career. The problem. Um, the problem with Oliver Wallstrom's development is his ice time is predicated on him playing grinder like minutes. And if he doesn't grind like Barry Trotz likes, he's not going to play. And he's not going to play. Period. Or he's going to play on a lower line. That's again. That's not his skill set. When he was playing with Matt Barzal, he wasn't playing grinder-like minutes. Again, he wasn't given any power play time. I, that's why I think it has more to do with the, the the confidence factor for him than anything else. That's Well, you bench a young guy, he's not going to have confidence. That, that's why I said. That's why I threw it in there. I think whether it's confidence and not ready development-wise, you know, what be it? I, I'm not dooming him that he won't be successful, but, you know... I, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I just look at it and I think to myself, yeah, you know, we might be in a situation where his, his future, we don't know what it looks like, but I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not He's doing 21. it. He's 21. I mean, what his future looks like with this team. I could see us seriously shopping him this offseason. Well, then you know what? His future. I'm not talking about, I don't know, like he'll fail. I could see us trying to trade him away if it needs to, if he needs to be traded away, right? If it was maybe last year, we'd be more For hesitant. For I what? If we're going after a guy like Chikrin or we're going after a bona fide top four guy. Top so four you're guy. gonna tra- you're gonna trade all of your futures on the forward group, which we have none of, for a for a left-handed second pairing defenseman. Not me. He's, you mean he's all the thing. If he's, somebody he's says great. if somebody comes to me and says Oliver Wallstrom has to be part of this deal, I just hang up on him. No, I'm not giving up on him. He's 21 years old and he's got a lethal shot. You don't give those guys up. You wanna know why? Uh uh, you want to know why top scoring forwards are not available every year? Because teams aren't dumb enough to trade them. I don't want to get distracted too far from the point here. I'm not saying that we should. I'm just saying I could see us shopping him around if it was required to make a deal. I'm not saying we're trading all of our young forwards away. But if they're like, 
we don't want Bavillier. We don't want him. We want Wallstrom instead. I Sorry. could see us now. I could see Lou Lamarillo saying, all righty, fair enough. We gave him a shot at the end of the year. Didn't work out well. Fair enough. He's gone. That's why I said I, I think it's unjust to, to, you know, the, to judge him right now. He's 21 years old. He'll be 22 at the start of next year like that. All I've got to say is I'm not giving up on the guy. I'm just talking about what we need to do to add a long map or all. And I think, unfortunately, if we need to trade somebody to make an addition, I could see Oliver Wallstrom being included this year, where last year I thought it would have been inconceivable. This year I feel like that would they would they would look and explore that option if it needed to be done. They were talking about moving Dobson if it needed to bring in some veteran, right? Same yep. thing. It's the same thing as Wallstrom. You just don't do it. You don't give up on players who are 20, 21 years old. You just don't do it. Not particularly with the skill set that he has. You just don't do it. It just It's a non-starter for me. I'm sorry. Would I be willing to move a Robin Sallow? Yes, I would. But I'm not trading Oliver Wallstrom. Not at 21 years old. And people forget, he was leading the team in power play scoring before he got taken off of the power play unit because he has that ability. You can't trade ability like that. Again, it, I'm not saying he's Ovechkin, but it'd be like trading Ovechkin, a guy who's lethal on the power play, a guy who he scores goals. What's the one thing this can't te- this team can't do? Score goals. And you want to trade a kid? And I'm not saying you, but the Islanders franchise would consider consider trading a kid who that's his whole skill set is scoring goals. It just makes no sense to me. Okay, all I'm saying is. I could see them exploring it. I'm not saying it's right. I don't I don't think it's right. I'm not ready to give up on the guy. I could just see them justifying it, saying the end of the year didn't go well. So, you know, we need to find something that helps us now. We're not looking four or five years down the road. Fans, we look at the entire picture. Lou, Lou Lamarillo sees, I've got one year left on my contract. You I need to win. If he would even consider trading it, the ownership should say, just stop. No. No, no, Lou, sorry. That's not happening. You're, we're not letting you trade our future because guess what? We're going to be here. We're here for the long term. We just built a brand new stadium, okay? We're not here to go back in the dark ages because you want to trade every young uh, young player that we have for some fly-by-night that we're not going to make the playoffs with anyway. That shouldn't even – that shouldn't – as ownership, you need to step in at that point. Just say no, absolutely not. Okay. So Toronto did. All I'm gonna all I'm gonna say is this, you know, I don't disagree with you, but I'm just talking about what they'll need to do for Matt Barzal, right? That's how this all stemmed. They need to add a legitimate bona fide winger, a legit elite level winger, top line winger already to pair up with Matt Barzal. We can hope that Oliver Wallstrom might be able to take a step next year. Again, you know, you're gonna have different opinions on it. Doesn't matter. I just hope, you know, we bring in a top line winger to help out Matt Barzal. It doesn't mesh well with Anders Lee. Anders Lee played better with Brock Nelson. And even towards the tail end of the season, I know his his goals and points dried up. The confidence in the knee must have been, you know, bothering him in a bit. But you're I think he's hearing a that narrative. Think- you're still hearing that narrative push, by the way. I don't know where from, but you know that's why he didn't play well at the beginning because you know he was still obviously hurt with the knee. Really, okay. he looked like the same player at the beginning he did at the end. Okay, let yeah, but I I think Anders Lee's a better fit for Brock Nelson than he is anywhere else. We do need a legitimate winger to pair up with Matt Barzal. He's been running with it seems like game and year after year with just some other just flotsam on his on his wing. 
It was Leo Komroff all of last year. And this year he played a major, he played a large portion of time with freaking Zach Parise. Zach Parise was really good, but he's 37 years old on good teams, right? He's a third line guy. He was a, th- a really good third liner for us. That's what he, he is. He's elevated his way to the first line with Matt Barzal. He's a third liner. He wasn't a first liner. He didn't deserve the first line minutes. He's a third liner, and he's a good third liner. I have no problem with them being a third liner. The problem is when you try to elevate him to play on the first line. It's not his skill set anymore. It used to be 10 years ago he was, even five years ago, right? He was a first-line player. He's just not that anymore. It's not a crime, but just stop trying to just pigeonhole him. And that's why it's like, okay, well, Barzell's numbers are down. Well, sure, because he's playing with guys who are third-liners. Oliver Wallstrom. Same thing. Even when he's playing on the first line, what was he getting? 11 minutes a night? How do you how are you building chemistry with players like that? You don't. That's the problem. Getting back to what we need to improve upon, though, right? Adding a top-line guy with Matt Barzal is something we have to do this offseason. That's, a, you know, you talk about negotiables and where, oh, we can get a partial win here or maybe, you know, it's not a full-blown win, but it's a little bit of a win. Adding a top-line winger with Matt Barzal is an absolute must. I think anything short of that is a failure on regarding the offensive side of the puck. Okay. So who are you, who are you targeting? I think we've got no chance at a guy like Johnny Goudreau. And unfortunately, as much as I hate to say this, it's got to be a guy like Philip Forsberg. I'm not saying Philip Forsberg is bad. I'm just saying he's a guy who, in a contract year, had a career season. That bothers me a bit. I don't think we have a shot at him either. Who would you say we have a better shot at him or nobody? Joe? I don't think we have a shot at anyone. No one. No one. Okay, so everybody's at zero percent. If you're going to Vegas, they have zero. You know, you just put a dollar okay. down, you can make millions. I would say Goudreau is five percent, and Forsberg is fifteen percent. Okay, so when I said we have a better chance of getting Philip Forsberg, you just said no, no, no. All I'm saying is I think if we're targeting a guy, I'd like to realistically target the guy. Maybe we have a chance of getting. I swear, talking to you is like talking to Lloyd and Dumb and Dumber when you say. Uh, uh, so do you think we got a shot? Fifteen percent chance. It's not a million to one. So you're saying we got a shot? I don't think we have a shot. It's not a million to one. It's not in not in a million, not in a million years or something like that. Okay. I don't remember how it goes, but it's okay. Fifteen percent okay. is not bad. Let's say, let's say, for argument's sake, you want to get a Forsberg. Let's say, for argument's sake, you want to get. I think Forsberg. he'd be a nice partner with Matt Barzal. Okay, great. Let's say that's the case. You have twelve million dollars in cap space. You don't have to make the trade right away, but you will need to make a trade to move forwards off your group. Yep. So let's say you sign. I don't know. You, I think you'd be 10% over the cap in the offseason. Yeah, you have a 10% cushion. Okay. So let's say that you make it uh, that you sign Forsberg. Now you have to get rid of some veterans. Now, now on your forward group, now you're definitely under the eight ball trying to move somebody who has no value. Okay. I think you can be proactive with the trades. I think a guy like Bailey might be able to get you something if he does, right? It's going to be done before the the trade at the NHL draft. If you're moving a guy like Bailey and giving giving him away for some assets, you're going to do that before the draft. You're not going to do that after the draft. Okay. I just – there's a lot of moving pieces, and as Lamoureux likes to say, you know what, if you have time, you use it. That's why we never do anything. That's why we're always signing guys the week of. There's the Dano Charas, your Zach Parises, your Casey Zizekas. You're always signing them the week before training camp starts because when you have time, you use it. I mean, that's just the way he operates. I'm just saying what we have to do 
I think we've got to bring a bona fide elite winger, right? And I classify an elite level winger as a guy like Philip Forsberg. Okay, I don't think he's elite. I think he's good. I don't think he's on elite. this team. He'd be the best winger by a country mile. That's true, but that doesn't mean he's elite. When I look at elite, I'm looking at a guy like Patrick Line. Not a fit here, though. Um, uh, Johnny Gaudreau, I would consider an elite winger. Little old now. Would I run that? Uh, take a role out of? Why not? But you know, I don't think he'd come here. I mean, again, you'd have to be all these players who are elite wingers. They'd have to have to subjugate their offensive game to play in the Barry Trot system. I just don't think that players who are elite goal scoring wingers don't get lost there. That's not what I'm asking you to get lost on. I'm asking what we have to fucking do. We could. Remember, it's a long off season, grow. We need Connor McDavid and Leon Drysidle. Let's trade for them. It's, that's not realistic either. Oh, so it's not realistic. You think there's no fucking chance in hell to get Philip Forsberg. That's not realistic. I think a guy who's an unrestricted free agent, we've got cap space. We might be in the running to get him. You think it's completely out of the every question? Year, every year we hear how we're in the running for this elite guy, this elite guy. And you know what? They never come here. And what I'm saying is, if you're an elite goal-scoring winger, why would you come play for the New York Islanders, where the whole system is based on slow-moving defensive play, it as if you were a player, let's say TJ, you were a player who. Why are we getting lost here? Because I'm you're telling saying, you what my thought is, but you just continue to. Because I don't on. think he's a realistic my option. Thought, my thought is this: you want to hear the want to hear the reason why I back it up? Play for play for Barry Trotz has some sort of connection, right? He knows if he wants to play for him, if he likes him, yes or no. Okay, he's got experience with Barry Trotz. It's not an unknown commodity for him. Maybe he loved Barry Trotz. He was like a father figure. I don't freaking know. I really don't. I'm saying it could be a big, it could be a positive or negative indicator. Simple as that. I think that could help or severely drastically eliminate his chances of coming here. Okay, and I'll just have to ask you, why would any goal-scoring forward want to come play on this regime? If he likes Barry Trotz and has a good relationship with him, I could see that helping him move here to the Islanders. If he doesn't have a good relationship, there's no chance. Okay, so that's okay. what I mean. It's I just, there's a lot of contingencies, but okay. see, I don't I look I look at it more realistically. I'm like, you're going to a non-playoff team and your goal scoring would drop from 33 to 20 or 18. Because guess what? That's the system Eight, that you play. 20? You think you score 20 goals. That's it. How many guys score more than 20 goals on this team? Two guys. This guy, when healthy, every single year scores 20-plus goals every freaking year he's been around in the league. Every year. Every year. Every fucking year. Every year, Grump. Every yeah. year, 20-plus. Okay. But Nashville's yeah. not a grinder team. Nashville's not a grinder team. Nashville had some really, really bad years. Really bad years. You don't remember, uh, don't forget, what are they, fifth-worst team in the NHL not too long ago? They got Askarov, the goalie from the KHL. They made it to the Stanley Cup Finals a few years ago. Okay, they've had some really bad years, though, after that Stanley Cup final run. All, all I'm saying is this. If he likes Barry Trotz, I think that's a big plus in the win column for us. Okay. If he doesn't, we which we have no idea of, it means that, right, your premonitions that he was never going to come here, okay. We have no idea if he likes him or not. Now, you do realize that, that he wants to stay in Nashville. And if Nashville would have cost up another couple of million dollars a year, he'd already have re-signed with them. So I, I think as it gets closer... To the deadline, you might see them make a deal or re-sign him. What makes you? How do you? How are you so certain that he wants to stay in Nashville? He wanted to stay in Nashville. That he wanted a contract negotiation. Nashville said that they weren't going to pay him that money. Period. 
He wanted uh, he wanted to sign an extension there. They said they couldn't afford it. Well, you know what? As it gets closer, maybe they say, eh, you know what? Let's go with the devil we know as opposed to the devil we don't know and resign him. You never I, know. I, I'll tell you this. I think that he's I think if he doesn't have a fantastic relationship with Barry Trotz and doesn't love it, I don't think Nashville's out of the question. I think he goes to Detroit. I think there's no freaking way in hell he goes back to Nashville. He's got guess what? If you really wanted to, he already would have signed with Nashville. Simple as that. Simple as that. It's not like Nashville's like, hey, we're trying to lowball you. I know you're having a career year this year, and the market for you is going to be huge if you hit free agency, but we're trying to lowball you. That's not how those go when they lose a guy who's the best player on the team. Philip Forsberg is the best offensive player on that team. And I just find the comparison that he played 20 games when Barry Trotz was coach is just, that's negligible. You're talking about almost 10 years ago. Well, hold on. No, I didn't put a comparison up. You're just talking about, I'm just saying the relationship I, he could have. I don't think, I don't think the relationship means shit. It's 10 years ago. Okay. 10, I, just, 10 I, years. Just, I, don't, I just think the chance of us going out and signing an unrestricted high level forward on the free agent market is probably not great. It was eight years ago, but yeah. Okay, eight, eight, years like eight years ago. It's a light. That's a light. That's he was five years. He was five years in in Washington, and he's been four years here. Five years in Washington, four years here. That's at least nine. So nine years ago. Okay, okay. Nine it was years. not eight. Whatever that was. It wasn't ten. I knew it wasn't ten. I knew he hasn't been. I knew Trotz wasn't gone for a decade. It um, was his rookie season. It was his rookie season. He played like twenty games. That's how long he played for Barry Trotz. I just think it's overblown. That's all. I'm just saying there's sometimes coaches you've got a good relationship with. doesn't matter how small of a sample size it is. You could just click with somebody. doesn't oh. matter. I worked with a colleague for, you know, 20 days or whatever. I worked with him for a few months, and then we had a great relationship. We carried it on. We texted, oh, congratulations. I saw your rookie. The, oh, fantastic. You're killing it this year. We don't know the personal relationship okay. he's got. You're with, right, but I'm him. just let's just look at it realistically. What would you say that Barry Trotz's relationship with younger players is on a whole? Probably not good. Not good. But maybe Philip Forsberg, ten year, nine years ago, was the exception to this rule because he played 20 games for Barry in his rookie year. I've, okay. seen, I've seen a lot of players who I would assume don't have great relationships with Barry to start, and then as they get older, they do enjoy more of his, you know, he was there for 20 games. It was 20 games. It was 20 he games. Was, for you to act like when he was in the AHL affiliate and he was with a system, he had no communication with the head coach is foolish. So that's why I'm trying to get us to stop and get away from that. It's not like, oh, unless how you're many, How many NHL coaches are talking to the AHL affiliates and the every, players in the AHL? Every year during camp. Oh, <laughs> every 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 year during camp and over the, oh, okay gotcha okay. because over the camp and in summer when they're training head coach doesn't make any calls head coach doesn't communicate with players they only communicate with guys on the only the 23 that are on the active roster okay. anybody else is not on the active roster up oh, don't I, worry I think just wildly uh, to even bring that up as a possibility for why he might sign here is just i don't know i just that he maybe has a relationship he maybe has a none relationship at none at all i don't consider that at all okay that's fine you can consider that I'm just saying I don't think our chances are great at getting a high skill forward in free agency. Now, maybe you can trade for one, but how many of those guys are really available? I don't think you're going to have the ability to trade for one. It's going to be expensive. And here's the thing. If you're going to be trading for a guy who's a top four defenseman, it's going to be tough to trade for a guy who's also a you know, top six winger. You don't have that much, you don't have that much capital. So I think it has to come through via free agency. 
if you're unable to get a guy like Philip Forsberg, I think there's no chance of Johnny Goudreau. I mean, you put 5%. I think that's really high. I'd put him maybe at 0.5%. I put Johnny Goudreau's chances at less than 1%. I think that if we're looking at a guy that has a chance, Philip Forsberg, and I think 15, maybe 20% is kind of accurate on that one. I think Detroit has a legitimate chance to bring a guy like that in. I think it's easier to sell him on Detroit, number one, current, and Detroit in the future than it is for us to sell Philip Forsberg on the now in the future. I do honestly believe that. What about Buffalo? You keep harping on Buffalo. Buffalo I think Buffalo is better than Detroit. Okay, Buffalo is a better general manager than Detroit? Okay. I think Buffalo is a better team than Detroit. I didn't say better GM. I said a better team. General manager and head coach are unbelievably important. What did the boy Stevie Y do? Gone. Guess what? Head coach, not renewed. Here's the thing. He's going to come out and get a legitimate head coach this offseason. Mark my freaking words. Stevie Y does not play around. He's a legitimate general manager. I put him top five general manager in all the NHL. I didn't, say, I didn't say he wasn't a good general manager. I didn't say that. I'm just saying when you're a player – you're not looking at the GM. You're looking at the t- first of all. You're looking for who can pay you the most money. That's what you're looking for. Who can give you the most money? When you're in a situation where you're the top guy or one of the top guys, the money's all going to be comparable. Everybody's going to be offering you around the same amount. How do you sell a guy? What extra caveats can you offer him? Remember, for the longest time, it was oh, we don't have the best arena. Well, we got the best arena in all hockey, the Islanders. That should really help us out. The brand new arena, UBS, great practice facilities. We've got a legitimate uh, general manager and head coach. Those should all be big pluses for us. I think with Detroit, it's easier to sell them on right now. Right, we're taking the next step forward. You're a part of that. We've got guys, you know, we've got young up and comers like Luca. I think it's easier for him to sell him on the current as well as the future than it is for the Islanders to sell him on the current and the future. Okay. He so might stay with he might stay with Nashville too if they offer him the right money. Okay. But he might also want to leave. Who the hell knows? But so you're so in essence, you're saying exactly what I'm saying. Why would he want to come here when he could go somewhere else and have a greater future? I'm just making a case as to why I think Detroit is a better favorite for him than the Islanders are. I'm saying the Islanders have chance. All right, if we're breaking down chances and odds, right? Maybe we put Nashville at 40. Maybe we put the Islanders at 15. Maybe we put the the, the Red Wings at 35. I, you can play around with the grub. Okay. Okay. I think we're going to need to – if we want to improve our forward group, we're going to have to make a trade. We don't have enough to make trades. We don't. Have, here's the thing. We're not going to have enough to make a trade. I think it's pretty much free agent or bust regarding improving that's, the forward group. That's why you don't sign all your guys back every year when they're 30 years old. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Jesus Christ. It's like you can't understand the exercise we're trying to do. I here. understand the exercise. I it's just for you just I, to eschew the chance for you to for you to eschew the opportunity or the chance that we can actually get a free agent through <laughs> to get a forward free agent who's a legitimate guy when there are two of them this offseason at the moment is I think just foolish. I think it's a okay. piece, mentally but a few scrump. Every year, name the biggest free agent we've ever signed. It's Andrew freaking Ladd. Again, you're expecting like a meteor to hit UBS Arena and we're going to get ourselves a free agent. That's just not how we operate. It just isn't. We're going to have to make a trade. At the end of the day, he's not even, Lou's not even talking about free agency. Hockey trades. We're going to consider hockey trades. You know what he's going to do this offseason? Absolutely freaking nothing. He might offload some young guys to get a top four defenseman. 
That's going to be the extent you, of what he's going to do. Remember when I tell you this, and I told you this last podcast, it's a long offseason, so what we're going to do is we're going to break it down by what the Islanders should do first, and then we're going to talk about, as we get closer, what we think they're going to do. Grumpy, we're week one of the offseason. I think I want to kind of keep it to what the Islanders need to do. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's the entire – I've been saying okay. that every single okay, time. So I want, so what do we need to do to be a legitimate contender okay. again? That's oh, okay. What, it's based off of the Kevin Curtis okay. article. So we'll play the fantasy land game. We need two top six wingers, two. Two, absolutely two. Oh my two. God. We need two. No, that's what we really need. You want to be a contender next year? Somebody who can make the playoffs and potentially make some damage in the playoffs? Two top six forwards and a top four left shot defenseman. That's what we need. That is absolutely what we need. Not one. Not one forward. This team is this team is not two players away from being a Stanley Cup contender. You need two. You need a Gaudreau and a Forsberg and a Chikrin. That's what you need to potentially be a contender. Why? Because the league is predicated on speed and skating, and that's something that we lack. Okay, time for the ad. Um, today's sponsor, today's sponsored podcast is sponsored by DraftKings. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for you with most with the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs with DraftKings, the same game parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payday. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN and bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That is promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions acquire. Um, see the show note in the description for additional details. Not as sharp as you have been on that ad read. Yeah, uh, you know what? I, I almost had a fucking aneurysm when you said we needed to add Forsberg, Goudreau, Chikrin, and Miles will just add Wayne Gretzky, freaking Gordy Howe, and everybody else to be a contender. It was the most ridiculous statement I, I think. I, I'm just saying, it's the most absurd statement you've ever okay. made. And people want you want to take people. You want people to take you serious. Come I'm on. saying you need two two top two top six forwards. And a top forward left shot defenseman. That's what we need to be a legitimate contender next year. That's what we need. Other than that, you're just spinning your wheels. Okay. It's just window dressing. So if you're getting, a, if you get a bona fide top line winger and a and a bona fide top four defenseman, that's not, not good enough. enough. That's not enough to make you. That's no. not enough to make you contender. No, no, I don't believe so. This is a team that wasn't able to beat any playoff teams this year. So it's not like you can go ahead and do something like add an additional piece at the trade deadline that's a forward because your defense is going to be solid, your goalie is going to be solid. You couldn't add an additional forward at the trade deadline like we've done the last three years. Come on, please. So stop. that would mean so that would mean two top six wingers, right? Ben? Well, we, you, I asked you what we need to do this offseason. Two top six wingers and a left shot defenseman. That's what I feel we need. Oh my god, to be a you contender. don't believe it? That's fine. That's what I think we need. Two top six defensemen, two top six wings, and 
a, a left shot defenseman because I think we're fine in the center position. We're fine next year. What's up, Drew? How are you? Matthew says, good evening. What's up, Matthew? Hopefully you're doing well. Drew L said, last podcast sent it to you a little bit late, but it's TJ and Grumpy Man. I don't have that one pulled up. Uh, Ariel C said, I know this is an Anders podcast, but I want your thought on the Rangers game last night. Who do you think is going to win that series? Uh, after last night, I think it's the Pengs. They might, the Penguins. They might take it in six or seven. Um, but you can tell their inexperience in the playoffs, and that defense was exposed. Which is what we expected, right? That said, I don't know. I, I'm just not sold on Pittsburgh's goaltending situation. Craig DeSmith, I don't know what happened with Tristan, Tristan Jari. Maybe he's hurt. I don't know. But DeSmith was the goalie. Casey DeSmith? Casey DeSmith, yeah. Well, he said was there, Craig. No okay. Casey DeSmith, he was their goalie last night, and he just, I got to leave halfway through the second overtime and they brought in some kid uh you know i don't think he had any experience at all um or was it montague maybe it was montague but the long story short is they're playing with their third string goalie right now is that sustainable over the course of the series because the rangers can score that's it i mean that's it i said that three times now um there's a lot of goal a lot of shots on goal for sesterkin and he looked good in that he looked really good in that is Pittsburgh's goaltending good enough? Can they keep up with the pace of the Rangers? That's what's good. That's what that's what we're going to see in the next what four or five games. Casey DeSmith was injured. That's why he left the game. It wasn't like he just said, "Oh, I'm leaving." He was in. He got injured. That's why he left the game. Well, then they're in really. Then he had really cramps. He had cramps. He was cramping up last night. So it's not. How, guess what? It's maybe not he's a cranberry juice. Yeah, or some bananas and some electrolytes. So I don't anticipate that's going to be a long-term issue. Cramps are pretty easy to get through. So that was from that was from the departed. I'm just saying, you know, I, Grumpy, you're you're talking about injuries like that. Like, come on, Grumpy, it's just cramps. That's all it was was cramps. So he's he's going to be back. He'll be fine. I'm not too worried about the goaltending situation for them. Drew L says, yeah, that's right. Smash the like button or else for certain, for certain. Um, George P says here, surprised Lou hasn't raided the NHL retirement homes. Um, and sign some quality past their prime players yet. Oof, he man. can always get those guys like a day before training camp starts. Frank saying, hey, hey, gentlemen, how are you guys doing? Doing well, Frank. Hopefully you are too. And I think the Bridgeport Islanders are playing. Hopefully Aturatu grows fast. He did have his first professional point. Um, so, you know, that was last game. It was an overtime assist. I think it was the Bailey assist. So that means a secondary assist. I, you know what? I'm I'm higher on this kid than most people. I, I think I think he can turn out to be a good player. But like I said, but it's early yet, very early. Yeah. Well, remember they they're tied right now, I believe, in overtime. Um, Again. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Frank said I hit the thumbs up before it started. Well, thanks there, Frank. Always appreciate it. Uh, Drew L says William DeFore also signed with the Bridgeport Sound or the Bridgeport Islanders a few days ago. I did see that. They signed with the organization, and he was assigned to Bridgeport. Mm -hmm. And uh, James C. Said here, uh, Josh Bailey sucks 87 shots on goal all season long. It's pathetic. That's not good enough for a guy who plays a top six role and plays on the power play. It's just not good enough. First line power play guy. No, he's a second line. He's a second power play guy. He's not on the first he line. He played half the year on the first line, half yeah. the, year the second line on the power play. Yeah, okay, he, he plays power play minutes, whether it's, yeah. you know, whatever many minutes is that a night he's averaging. What with how many power plays we get, maybe he's averaging two and a half minutes a night. Maybe two I, minutes a night on the power play. I do want to be fair because he didn't play the whole year on the first power play unit. He's not his thing. He shouldn't even sniff a power play. He never should. The fact that he does is a crime in itself. 
I don't disagree. I mean, I, you know, you look at the first guys to go on a power play. You don't need him. But uh, giving you guys score updates, Carolina Hurricanes are over the Boston Bruins right now at the moment, 4-2. to two. Um, The Tampa Bay Lightning are up 4-1 to one over the Toronto Maple Leafs. So Uh-oh. there you go. Tampa has now taken the game on the road that they need in order to go ahead and, you know, get a little bit of a head start. So now technically, right, they've got two games at home. If they could close out the two games at home, it's three to one for, for Toronto in the last game, at, uh, you know, in, that, in, their, in game number five at home for them. That 5 nothing loss was the worst shutout loss for any defending Stanley Cup champion in an opening game in the next round of the playoffs, for whatever that's worth. I mean, you got to really be digging through the stats for to look for stuff like that. Here's the thing. It was a bad game. The crowd was rabid for Toronto. They got that first goal. I hated the way the game was officiated. It was like everything in the penalty box. Five on threes all night long. Terrible. It looked like, again, they kind of looked, it feels fast to tell me, they looked exhausted too, and I think that was a good way to put it. It kind of looked like that game was like, holy shit. When everything goes wrong, it's just like when it rains, it pours. I mean, they came out, and they I'm sure they've looked pretty good tonight just based off the score. But obviously, we're not watching the game. We're over here just talking, you know, during the podcast. George Harrison said, I can't imagine being a Rangers fan and staying up for that New York Rangers against Pittsburgh game. What a heartbreak. I forgot I changed my name and photo. Here's the thing. At... <laughs> We've been on, I feel like we've been on the receiving end of a few of those bad games in overtime like that. But I remember watching the game. I was just like, God almighty. I hate to say it. Usually the team that wins that huge overtime game usually goes on to win the series. Occasionally it doesn't work that way. But I, I still think that I still think the Rangers might be able to to nab a series victory. I mean, they're they're a young team, they're a resilient team. Gallant's been there quite a few times. I think that does help too. The been there before thing is big in the playoffs. The yes. game is just different. And for me, it was a fun game to watch. And it was really fun at the end. But again, look who scored. The first three goals for Pittsburgh were Crosby, the Crosby line. And who scores the game winner? Malkin. It's those. It's the same guys. It's the, the great, great players that win those games. That's why Pittsburgh, as old as they are, and everyone thinks they're done every year, they still have those great players who can still play at, okay, let's say the top 10% of the league, and maybe I'm not even being generous enough, but that's why they're able to win those big moments. The Rangers, it's their first kick at the can, right? Yeah. They're going to get better. And here's the thing. Gallant usually does well with young teams. I'm not counting them out yet. 82 shots or however many shots he faces, a whole hell of a lot of shots to face. That's all I'm I want to count them out. Can I count them out? I want to count them out. Yeah, don't I'm not- count them out. Don't count them out yet, Grump. I'm not, I'm not counting them out, but I want to in the Thomas, worst way. Thomas B says here, uh, gents, I can't believe it that the uh, that uh, there are Islander fans that think uh, this is a team that is one or two players away from contending. Watching these playoffs shows that the Islanders have got a long way to go, not two players. Why don't you berate Thomas like you berated me for saying the same exact thing? Here's the thing. Go ahead, berate him. Go ahead, Grumpy. I believe well, in Thomas. I think he's right. Our team, our team has always overperformed in the playoffs. Always. Would you argue against that? I think we are. We can beat the Metro teams. Hold on. Okay, we play in the Metro, so it's a good thing that we're going to play in the Metro the first two rounds of the well, playoffs. Except possibly. that Carolina's in the Metro now. You just said we do well against the Metro until we play Carolina. We're Carolina's bitch. Okay. Here's the thing. We've got a top five goalie. You, you keep forgetting this. The playoffs is completely a different atmosphere 
What works in a regular season does not always work in the playoffs. What is the most important for the playoffs? Number one is a hot goalie. A hot goalie beats all. It trumps all. When you've got a guy who's one of the best goalies in the NHL, that helps. Defense and being able to be a steadfast team when you come to what type of ice you give up on the defensive side of the ice, that is huge too, right? I think that's number two. Number three, getting a little puck luck and executing on special teams. That is hugely important, Grump. And being able to score the puck. I think if we're looking at it, building from the back out from in the playoffs usually does work well. You have to be able to score. I'm not saying, you. oh, you don't have to worry about scoring. Goaltending is the most important thing to being a contender in the playoffs. I don't disagree, but you realize you're saying we got to count on the magic, we got to count on puck luck, we got to count on this. Caroline is a freaking buzzsaw in the offensive zone. I no, Crumpy. What I said is I said if I'm rating what the importance are, I think special teams is something that's not talked about enough. Having a good special teams offensively and defensively could really win you series. Having the hot goalie could steal you games. Having a defense that plays a fantastic system that just annoys the shit out of other teams. And you're just like, oh man, we're in second overtime. We just can't get past them. We can't that shit pisses teams off and it gets them off edges. They try to go ahead and make they try to reach at something that's not there and they get caught with their hand in the in the hand in the what do they call a hand in the uh, the guillotine hands gone grump cookie jar hand in the cookie jar hand in the guillotine okay but you you know who the best defensive team was this year carolina just saying great carolina's good they're damn good We, we can't beat carolina cannot beat them okay so if we had to play them in the first round of playoffs bye all i'm gonna say is this if we had played them in the first round of the playoffs, we'd have to be the fourth team or the, whatever, whatever spot, you know, the, the Boston Bruins are seventh. You just, you just ignored Thomas. He said, to be a contender, to be contending. Dude, any team that's in the playoffs right now is freaking contending. I don't oh, get what you don't understand about that. Okay. Oh, right. stop. Thomas is talking about you, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, this is a comment. Next comment. Look, you're right, a, Thomas. TJ's wrong. Comment, you're right. This is a comment from an hour and a half ago, Grump. So that was kind of cute. That was cute that you're trying to go ahead and defend your little your little hill. You could die on it. Why don't you die on it that we need Johnny Goudreau, Philip Forsberg, uh, every other player in the world in order to be successful? Scott Stevens. Not not, not Tony Cheese saying, okay, that's better. Look at hey, there. look at that. I got this, man. That's an old picture. He's wearing the same shirt. I don't know, Grumpy. That looks like your picture now. You're wearing the same shirt. Did you just take your? I'm, you're not, I'm sweat- not wearing a sweatshirt. See, I'm not wearing a sweatshirt. No, I guess it's on the opposite side of your couch too, just based off the angle. Now I see a door, and it wasn't earlier. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Grump Yanks on an 11 game winning streak. Absolutely, Brett W says you're right, Grump. Watching Tampa versus Lee's right now, we aren't close to either one of those teams. Nope, not even close. The Penguins um, had three less in one game, three less shots in one game. Talking about how oh, many. Oh, then Bailey had the whole his whole year. That's not surprising, honestly. Islanders need to get younger and faster, says Toby O'Connor. I agree. I agree. Uh, Brandon Gaines here saying, sorry, TJ. I'm at the Bridgeport game, and let me tell you, Otto Koivula's skating makes me or ma- makes Lee look like Mitch, uh, Michael Grabner. Oof. I disagree. Not good. Not good. That's slow. That's slow, slow, slow. T- not Tony Cheese says here, the Canes are outscoring the Bruins 24-2 to in their last five games. They, again, Boston doesn't match up with Carolina either. One of those Boston's old throwback one, teams. Okay, Boston's a one-line team. That's why Boston doesn't match up. We're a no-line team. We're a no-line team. Boston, okay, look at who Boston has in net. 
Thank you very much. Okay, so you're Thank changing. You so you're changing from one line team. Now you're changing to who's I think in. Next. It's two okay. things. I think it's two things, right? Having a one line team is they look dominant. Boston looked dominant in the first period. Then they croaked away. Here's the other thing: Linus Olmark's not a good goalie. Jeremy Jeremy Swayman's the better of the two goalies. And this is the second year in a row Cassidy has not gone with a healthy Swayman. He played. I'm on a career-ending injury. Tuka Rask over Swayman last year, and now he's playing. I'm miserable and played for the freaking Buffalo Sabers for my entire career. Linus Olmark until this. Linus Olmark is not the goal you have in net here, Cassidy. Wake up, buddy. Just an FYI, Olmark was way better than Swayman down the stretch. Just an FYI. I know you don't pay attention. Swayman's a better goalie. Swayman's a better goalie. I don't know how many he ways. How many he ways? Wasn't at the end of the year. He was not at the end of the year. He was. Swayman's a better goalie. Swayman's a better goalie. I, I don't know other. I don't know many other languages, Grump, but I could try to try to reiterate that in other languages for you. Swayman's a better goalie. Not at the end of the year. He wasn't. Uh, Jonathan Quick was good, says Toby. For certain he was. George P said, and to Grump's point, no team pay, is paying attention to our, or no team is paying attention. No team paying attention is taking our old slow players. Oh, damn. He's right. Comma. But uh, yes, uh, Toby O'Connor says oh, also. What are you, you going to be now? Now you're going to be the uh, literary police? It's just the way I read. What can I say? Uh, Toby O'Connor says, uh, nothing will change with all of these terrible contracts. Yeah, agreed. You got to move some of them out. Drew L said, uh, "Where are they broadcasting the Bridgeport game? Is it not on MSG? Isn't it? No, it's not. It's on AHL TV, where you can listen to the radio. It's on radio. Yeah, it's on radio. I'm not, I don't have an AHL TV subscription." Frank says, "I like the defense, which wins in the playoffs, but we need speed and scoring. We need a hybrid of both. Um, you know, uh, and and we'll win a ton. Uh, look at the Rangers, the other teams that are all scoring but no defense. Bye bye." That's right. Got to be able to have a mixture of both. You can have a team that maybe is a little, okay, not the best scoring team, but have to be at least average to above average. If you're going to be an average scoring team, your special teams have to be phenomenal. For the most part, how many goals are winning these games? Four? Are we a threat to score four goals a night? If teams score an empty netter, sure. Ugh. Frank also saying here, I searched. Oh, uh, yeah, it's just on. It is on the uh, AHL TV or it's on Mixer on the radio. Matthew S said, uh, if I wasn't working this week, I'd be I'd be taking a trip to Bridgeport. And uh, Matthew S also saying he's right. Success is relative to where we were the last two years. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you. Thank you, Grumpy. Maybe you could die on that hill, too. Nick D with the very fantastic, very fantastic profile picture says, TJ Grump, how you guys doing tonight? Doing well. Hopefully you're doing well, too, Nick. Um, not Tony Chi says something's telling me uh, that TJ would only take 30 seconds for TJ to fold during a police interview. He'd probably confess to crimes he didn't commit. Yeah, no, no way. A little redundant, aren't I? Oh my gosh. Uh, and then we got a comment here from Noah W saying here, can we count on Hutton to be the number seven defenseman? Why not? I like what I saw with Grant Hutton. You know, you don't need them to play a lot of minutes. You rely, rely upon the two other guys. They're going to be able to play the majority of the minutes. You're talking about a bottom pairing defenseman. I like Grant Hutton. I, there's nothing wrong with him. For certain, he could be play bottom pairing minutes. Just got to be given a shot. I agree. I agree. And um, not Tony Cheese said, I think Carolina should have to change their name from the Hurricanes to something else. I was severely affected by Hurricane Sandy, <laughs> and the name is triggering. There it is. James F. saying, what's up, guys? What's up, James? How are you? Um, 
and got here. Noah W also saying, uh, do you see any chance Varlamov might get moved? $5 million for a backup goalie is stiff. I could see him getting moved. I, will the Islanders be willing to do that? I nope. think he's a weight. He's not as valuable on this team as he would be on another team. If he was an every night goalie, right, you can justify $5 million. I don't think his numbers and his production will be as good away from the Islanders. There's no doubt about that. But we don't need to pay a guy who plays 30 games a year, or 30 games, you know, tops a year. We don't need to go ahead and pay him $5 million. Nope. Cold. Simple as that. You got to move him. Will they? Doubtful. I doubt it. Rich A says, guys, will we get a defenseman? Nothing. Or will we? Or will we get a we, defenseman? We will get a D. We will get a defenseman. Uh, nothing else is going to change. Everybody else is effing signed. And there's your problem. There's your problem in a nutshell. George P. saying, "Roll on the floor, laughing my ass off." And nobody wants our old slow players. That's true. Drew L. says, oh, "We're making trades, Grump. They're called hockey trades, according to Lou." We'll see. Ponyboy Curtis saying, "Grump." Did you move your couch? WTD? Or maybe I, moved WTD? To the other, I moved to the other side. The reason I moved to the other side is the warden says when I'm sitting in that chair that the sound goes right upstairs and she hears it and she needs to get a rest. I don't know. <laughs> she needs to stay up a little bit longer and listen to our show. That's what she really needs to do. I thought you said on the TJ Grumpy Old Man shows because you hurt your ass sitting on the seat or something like that. You were a hole in the seat. You were changing it up because you were getting a little you, – you wanted to move to an off-season seat. I thought was what you were saying. Yeah. I didn't know it was because of the warden. Well, the warden. you know how she is. She you grumpy. Mean? The warden is mean. She always complains. She's already complained I'm too loud tonight, too. Oh, George P. said, I love this alternate universe you live in about how good – we are i don't think i think we're we've got certain items that are really great other items that are just hideous hideous and i say hideous i mean hideous our forward group was hideous this last year i'd give them for what i expect right i'd say they were probably a d i mean our forward groups simple as that i think our defense was probably about a b b plus i mean like you know i, I don't think it was fantastic i think they're about a b Maybe a solid B range. And I think that your goaltending is probably an A, solid A. Yeah. You know, it, I think, you know, right, we're looking at it. The forwards have our, the biggest room for improvement. We have got to improve forward group. Our defense will be better next year because they're going we're to bring good. in – they're going to bring in – I absolutely believe he'll bring in a left-shot defenseman to play top four minutes. And that's addition by subtraction moving Chara and Green – Increase, increasing the team speed on the back end. So I think our defense will be more than think, fine. Think about this too. I don't really quick. I don't mean to interrupt. Dobson's going to be better this next year when he was this last year. I think about how much he's improved. He's still got room to grow. I think Dobson's going to be better in the back end. I think Robin Sallow, with another year of experience, hopefully will be better than a guy like Zidane Chara and a guy like, you know, Chikrin, whoever else we bring in as a top four defenseman, they're going to be better than Andy Green. So I think we improve in all, I think we improve three defensemen. Yes, I 100% agree. 100%. Um, yeah. The, I'm not concerned about our defense. I'm really not. That's just a couple. Let's, all right. You might say getting a top four defenseman is not a tweak, but I looked at it as a tweak, honestly. You're getting Mayfield back. That's a big addition. And to me, we're going to be fine defensively. It's the forwards group. It's, it has been for the last four years. It's the forward group. We don't score enough, period. Drew says here, Yankees almost got screwed by an awful call. Maybe they had Angel Hernandez up in the game. Um, Manfred S. says here, Brock Besser. Matthew S. saying here, um, 
We need two pieces, but they're not small, Grumpy. And I'll be back in a second, Grump. Okay. Uh, so we're going to leave me on that on, comment. Get you a new one. Don't you worry if you're not going to be able to opine on that one long enough. I can opine on it. That's fine. Here you go. Here you go, Grumpy. That's a piece that I feel like you could talk about for a while. Not really, because I don't think much of Bertuzzi. Um, I'll go back to the other comment. I, I don't. I think we need more. That if you want to be a true contender, and I just don't think it's possible. Honestly, we just stylistically we don't match up with the best teams in the NHL. Just don't. And you know, TJ can talk all about Carolina. All I know is Carolina owns us. They're too fast. They're too aggressive in the offensive zone. Period. They're good. Really good. They're dominating Boston with their third string goalie. Think about that. Third string goalie. They're just better than we are. Are the Rangers better than us? Probably. But I just think that we always play the Rangers tough. The problem is we can't beat any of the other playoff teams. That's an issue. How do you get better? Is it one piece? Is it two pieces? Is it three pieces? For certain, a left shot defenseman has to be a top four defenseman is a must add this offseason. I think that can be obtained. Without a doubt. What do you have to give up? That's all a matter of conjecture. There's certain things I'm not willing to part with. First round picks, absolute no go. Oliver Wallstrom, no go. Other than that, everybody else is available. You know, excluding Dobson and Pellick and Pulak. You're not trading from your defense core unless it's Robin Sallow. That's fine. If that's if that's the way you want to go for that. The problem is, as I've been saying all year long, you have to move veteran forwards making money off of this team. That gives you the flexibility to make any other type of move you want. I don't want the team trading first-round draft picks in the next couple of years. I don't want it happening. We have nothing in the minors. I mean nothing. Atu Ratu, what's he, two, three years away? Simon Holmstrom, two years away? What are you going to get from either one of them? Neither one. I mean, Ratu's too early to tell. But Simon Holmstrom's not lighting up the AHL. And again, I'll go back to Wallstrom. Do you think? Do you see, uh, you know, Arthur Kaliev getting moved from the Kings? Absolutely not. Why would they? He's a goal scorer. You don't trade goal scores to acquire defensemen. You just don't do it. It's the toughest thing to do in the league is score goals. You don't get rid of those guys. Look who's back. I almost need to jump at you. You said you didn't think much of Tyler Bertuzzi. I don't think I he plays for Detroit. I'm sorry. I don't. He, oh he, my he's fucking. like he's like Kyle Palmieri to me. Get the fuck out of here. Kyle Palmieri, my ass. What were his numbers? I don't even know what his numbers were. He's just never eh, he's okay. Whatever. He's just a, he's a jag. He's okay. If that's your answer for top wing forward. That's no, not no, no, no. He's not my answer. That's a guy who's a top six guy. He's not a top line guy. Tyler Bertuzzi is a top six guy. Okay. What you don't think he is? I just, I just think he's a jag. I think he's just like a whole lot of other guys we have on the team. We need some elite players on the top line. I'm not saying he's a top grumpy. I am not saying he's a I top line what guy. Is, I am saying number? he's a top six forward. Okay. Okay. 68 games played, 30 goals, 32 assists, 62 points. Minus 11 on a team that got oh, smacked this year defensively. If he came here, where would he play? He'd be a top-line guy, right? I don't know, Grum. Absolutely he would be. And if that's if that's your addition, okay, is that enough? I don't think so. 
Okay. Almost he's what, 27. Aces. What's he 27 now? 27. He'll be yeah, he's 27. When's he when's he a free agent? Is it this year? I don't know his contract. I think he's okay. I think he's a restricted free agent though. I'll okay. pull it up. Well, he's not going anywhere then. They're not moving him. Why would they? He's got one year left on contract. He's got one year left under contract at 4.75. Okay. And then he's unrestricted, right? Correct. Oh boy. Okay. I, I I just I mean, whatever. I mean, he's good. I'm not saying he's bad, but does that move the needle for us? I don't think so. Mm. Yeah. I, I do think we do need two big pieces and a grump went on and on. Oh no, we're not good. Typical shit again for the huge. Well, maybe if you didn't have to go to the bathroom four times during a podcast, we wouldn't have had that issue. This is one time grump one time, one time. And not Tony G says Boston has enough people in the penalty box to start an orchestra. That's the Boston way. When things aren't going good, let's goon it up. That's Boston. Mm. How's that work out against Carolina? He's nasty. Yeah, he is. I tell you. Yes, Tyler Bertuzzi is a nasty, nasty forward. I tell you, he's a guy who plays with flair. He plays with grit. He plays playoff style hockey, you know, whether you like it or not. Uh, you Just like make, his dad did. Okay, you got to. I don't think Todd Bertuzzi was his dad. Was it? What? Might be his uncle. Todd Bertuzzi's not that old. Not to have a twenty-seven-year-old son. And his his kid's name is Tag Bertuzzi. Damn it! I knew it's okay. I couldn't remember if it was Tyler. Okay, his name, his kid's name is Tag Bertuzzi. Yeah. So, in other words, nobody. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Tyler Bertuzzi's still related. Still got that toughness from somewhere, Grump. Okay. Runs in the family. I said it is his uncle. That's what I said. Is it his uncle? It must be his uncle because Tyler Bertuzzi's 27. Maybe they were just neighbors. Or maybe they're just somebody who has the same name. I got to pull this up. There's no way they just. Like Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Bertuzzi's, I feel like, a lot more rare of a name than Smith. That's true. It's really not that important. You're not going to continue up what you were saying as I'm pulling that up? I don't remember what I was saying. It was a long time ago now. Jesus Christ. Okay, don't worry about it. I just, um, I just don't think he's there. I would do that trade in a second. Manfred S. says here, uh, Varloff and Bavillier for Brock Besser. I would do that. You, make, you still make some money? on that and you get a better player. I like Brock Besser. How does Brock Besser fit into this system? Okay. Uh, oh, okay. So now it's a, now you now it's a system thing. Before it was talent, now it's a system thing. Okay. It's not I'm not saying hey, I want talent, but I'm saying this too though. It's nice to have the talent fit in with how we play, right? We've already agreed that it's they're not firing year. they're not firing Barry Trotz. We've already agreed to that. It's one more year and then everything is going to change. It's one more year and then everything changes. Don't you want to? He's a young player. Don't you want to be ready? For, again, transition away from the style we're playing now. You're going to have to do it. You want to put it off another year? Okay. okay. Besser, have you ever looked at Brock Bester's numbers? They're not great. They're not great, Grump. That's all I'm going to say. He's 25 years old. He hasn't cracked the 50 point mark since 2018 19. He was 21. His rookie in his second year, his rookie year was the highest points per game. Or maybe, I guess. I think maybe it was the highest points per game he'd had. I don't know. He's never cracked more than he's never cracked fifty points since since twenty eighteen nineteen season. Has Bavillier? Okay, you're also giving up a guy who's who's a you know a bona fide first a, a bona fide you know starting goalie. You know what I mean? First of all, they don't need Varlamov. They got uh, Thatcher Demko. 
They don't need. Yeah, I was about to say he's young too, Thatcher Demko. I've got. Yeah. They don't need a backup goalie for that. I would do that, but it's not going to happen. But Bess is Bess is a better player than Bavillier. He certainly is. Shifley hinting on a change of scenery. What are your thoughts? He's not coming here. What would you have to give up to get Shifley? <laughs> and he play, He's a center. Is Brock Nelson going the other way? Is Matt Barzell going the other way? Ooh. Oh, Jesus. That would fit our MO. We had a guy who's, I think, like 29, 30 years old to the team. It would. It would. Shifley's good, though. Really good. He is. Was he the first? Was he the first pick by the Winnipeg Jets? No. I think he was 10th overall. No, no, no. They, thought, they actually thought it was a reach where he was picked. I thought he was the first guy, the first Winnipeg Jet that they had selected. When they changed I, their name officially back, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Zavander Kane was still part of the. He was still when they were the Thrashers, right? Or is it Bromistroff? Bromistroff was definitely still. I swear, the first pick that they, the the Winnipeg Jets franchise had after they moved and relocated was in 2011. It was Mark Shifley. I, I don't remember. Somebody pull that for me. I think if I knew that, I'd be happy about myself. I can get myself a pound. I thought he played with Ottawa. I thought he was drafted by Ottawa. No, he was definitely drafted by Winnipeg. Okay. Um, I know it was a reach. Wherever he was picked, they considered it a reach. Seventh. Okay. Seventh they, in the draft. It was considered a reach for him. Okay. Um, and not Tony Cheese says, uh, these players we have can't get traded unless we're getting absolutely fleeced in the deal. True. Yeah. Um, Frank's saying, that's what I'm scared of. Uh, senile Lou. Like when a scammer call your grandparents and they're saying that, hey, your grandkid's in jail and you had to send him $5,000, Lou would. Oh, man. The only thing worse is that he's like, I don't have any grandchildren. Well, you might, and they're in jail right now. Okay. Ariel C said, I think we're going to try to get, you know, a, a young, slightly above average left-handed defenseman um, and then try to get Philip Forsberg, Goudreau, Patrick Lyonne, Brock Nelson, not saying they're all, not saying they will come, but that's who we're probably going to get one of those guys. I don't think Ariel is that far off, honestly. I really don't. It's like when we went for Panarin. Man, I that was the last time that I fell for the banana in the tailpipe. That was the last time I'm not falling for it ever again. That was the banana in the tailpipe moment for me. I'll never forget where I was when I heard Panarin was going to the Islanders. Man, I was juiced. And what did we get? We didn't get Panarin, and we signed back average freaking Anders Lee. Ugh, well, they I mean, always planned on signing him back, Grumpy. Don't forget. That's full of shit. I know the math doesn't make sense, but it's just your it's just the small brains of the fans. We were planning on getting both Anders Lee and Panarin, so we didn't deviate away from what we wanted to do this off that yeah, offseason. He was lying there. Come on, let's be honest. Oh, he couldn't. He, have uses, lied. he, he never learned the new math. He just knows the old math. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Rich A said, I try to trade Bavillier to Montreal for Romanoff. I think Bavillier would fit in with Montreal. Absolutely, he would fit in there. Tell me he wouldn't love to play there. And he put up points there. He would be a fan. Drew L says, hmm. why? Yeah, I remember he's originally from Montreal, that area too. Um, Drew L says, why not trade Bavillier and Wallstrom? Why not try Bavillier and Wallstrom on the first line? You know, that would work or it should work. Um, maybe. they should have been trying every single line combination out. Noah, Noah W says here, grumpy when Lou leaves Fredo is going to become the general manager. You don't have to worry about who's next. It's just Fredo grump. Wow. If, okay. Just, 
just you know what they do like with Chernobyl? Just bury it. Just bury the franchise. It's over. Fredo becomes GM. Fredo sucks. Not He's that. Fredo for a reason. Mm. Oh man, oh man. Oh good gracious. Uh oh. Oh, and uh, uh, Manfred S said also because of the vaccine, right? You know, that's maybe another reason. Tyler Bertuzzi is one of the few athletes who said, I'm not getting vaccinated. Simple as that. So he's not vaccinated. So, you know, would that have an indication? If that even still is something that needs to be a standard, it's a big thing this year. Is that going to be overblown where they don't care next year? Who the hell knows? Drew L says here, can Bodie Wild return back to the Bridgeport Islanders? Does he have to be loaned out overseas? Uh, Drew L says, let's hope Ledecky actually looks for an assistant general manager from Minnesota. Florida or Tampa to make our newest to make their newest general manager not Fredo and please for the love of God don't kick Lou upstairs. I don't mind them kicking him upstairs at all because he still has power within the NHL. There's nothing wrong with that. I just don't want to make any decisions. It's like you know when Vito was you know playing around with his grandson in you know the tomato garden and stuff like that. He was still talking with Michael, you know, giving him advice. But Michael knew what the hell he was doing. He's like, yeah, sure, Pop. He reads the funny paper, stuff like that. That's what Lou would be. But you need a younger, more vibrant general manager. Nothing wrong with that. Well, we do have, thank you, Tony Cheese. I went on Twitter because, number one, Phil's faxes messaged us. Apparently, Aturatu won the game in overtime. He scored he scored his first goal for the Bridgeport Islanders. Okay. Apparently, it was a beauty. But Tony Cheese sent this beautiful, beautiful screenshot over here to us. He said, give me back that perp drink, Grump. Look at that. <laughs> Rotten little kid. That's the that's your grape drink in your hand right now, too. That's your grape drink. I think I got your freeze frame. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness gracious. Uh, I love it. I love I it. I think that was actually when Bailey. Oh, so that was not him. Tony Cheese who sent me that. Oh, go ahead, Grump. I think that's when Bailey scored a goal that picture. Oh, when you were you freaking out, were you having a conniption? Bailey, 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 Bailey. Oh yeah, maybe maybe it was a Bailey screwed something up. I forget. Here's the thing: could be anything. It's either a goal celebration or Bailey screwed. The Islander, the Bridgeport Islanders, win their first playoff series in almost two decades, twenty years. This is the, the last time they won a playoff series. George W. Bush was in office. Oh my God! Think about that. Let that shit sink in. Talk about organizational failure. Yeah. Well, hey, now we've got enough to keep. Now we've got enough to go ahead and keep Brent Thompson in line. There you go. It's funny. They threatened him with his job, fired all his assistants. All of a sudden, he's a winner now. Interesting. It's not. Hold on. It's not like that. Come That's on. the way it works when people are held accountable for their actions. That's why you should hold all the veterans accountable for their actions. They play better because they have to. I won't jump to that, but fair enough, Grumpy. I will. Um, in a different system, offensive system, Wallstrom is a player. Keep him. True. I hope Blue doesn't make trades um, to just say, just uh, to just the owners say, hey, you know, we're trying, look here at us, you know, and try to get fleeced. Yeah, I hope he doesn't make the wrong moves. That's going to be important. And Ariel C said, I don't know why you guys get yourself so worked up over this when the rumors haven't even started yet. LOL. Because TJ thinks his it's way grumpy. is the only way. He gets very aggravated when I bring up things that just alter his perception of reality. He doesn't like it. Grumpy, let me ask you this. Yeah. We have an assignment. We've got a scouting assignment for you, Grumpy. And I need to have your commitment before I tell you what it is. No, it's not happening. Because whenever you won't tell me ahead of time, it means something I probably don't want to do. 
I think you'll enjoy this. All right, tell me. The Islanders or the Bridgeport Islanders, they are matching up against the uh the Checkers. These are the Charlotte Checkers, from what Ooh. I can read there. I so can actually go see them. That's that's in your home state, Grump. That's in your hometown. Are that's you in my hometown. Are you going to be watching the Bridgeport Islanders face off against the Charlotte Checkers, Grump? I, I might actually go to the game. I'll ask my son. We'll both go. Well, there you go. There you go, Grump. I when, is that? When, is that? when is that? The series. I don't know when the series starts, but they are. that's who they play next. Hold on. Let's see if it tells us here. Just says, not done yet. Round two. Here we come. Not Okay, that's the team website. Not done yet. Like, hey, we thought we'd probably be done, but we're not done yet. No, that's a I'll, I'll definitely, I will definitely, I don't know when those games are. I'm hoping that they're this weekend. Now, I know my son is, if you can believe this, it's Mother's Day this Sunday, just to let you know. I know, and uh, sometimes my son listens to this podcast. I know that his mom wants petunias. So if you're listening, your mother wants petunias. But now here's the thing he's not going to be here for Mother's Day. He's going to his girlfriend's parents' house. I'm like, dun, dun, dun. that's an epic fail, buddy boy. Good gracious. Good gracious. You only got one mother. Mm. Um, yeah. Drew L says here, remember TJ Grump. Uh, what was that star at the beginning of the season that uh, Wallstrom was, what was that stat where at the beginning of the season where Wallstrom was scoring the most goals per 60 minutes or something like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we don't want to say who brought that up, but they're really good at that, trying to average things out over the course of a year. Mm. Thomas B said, TJ, the only way this team is getting an elite winger for Barzal is through the draft. They're not getting elite wingers through free agent signings here. Thomas is right. Probably not, but hey, I think the best chance we have is that a guy like Forsberg. Simple as that. Forsberg had 42 goals and 42 assists this year. Pretty elite to me. Yes, it's a career year, but still. And then Matthew is saying... I'm always leery of guys who have career years and contract years. And we'll go we'll go quick through these comments here, Grump. But yes, I agree with you. I always is something that just makes me feel a little unsettled in the stomach. Matthew has said, uh, we don't know uh what we don't know from the outside. That's true. 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 Aaron Boone just got thrown out of the game because of the umpire's awful, god awful strike zone. The blue has called three balls on Aaron Judge's strike to combine in this game. Oh wow. Um, yeah, terrible umps. So, grumpy old man, uh, what will the Islanders do to make the team better if you can think no free agents will come here? They'll improve the defense. That's what they'll do. They'll improve the back end of the defense and hope that they get a career resurgence from all the guys who are thirty year, year, over 30 years old. I, I like this. I like this. I'm grumpy. Read that loud. Atu Ratu is Neo. He <laughs> is the one. He will save us. I believe it. Do you know who said that? I, I know it's from the oof, it's from the Terminator. It's from no, the, it's not oh, from the Terminator. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's from no, give me a sec. Oh. It's from it's from the Matrix. I don't know who said it, but it's from the Lawrence Matrix. Fishburne. I don't even know who that is. He played Morpheus. Look, this is Nicole. Thank you, Nicole, for getting this pulled up. Atu Ratu's first goal in North America sends Bridgeport to the second round. Their first time, uh, the first time since he was six months old. This is a fantastic glimpse into what the future looks like in Blue North. I'm interested in watching. Let's watch. You watch the other way. Ratu shoots. He scores. Nice quick release. Atu Ratu. There's Sezikis out there. Mallow. Is that Josh Bailey, number 12? Did they send him down? 
Bailey. Bailey. Oh, it's Koivula. Koivula is number. He's number twelve down there. Bailey. 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 Two thousand and three. The first time we won a playoff series in two thousand and three. John McClain's kid. There we go. Kubiak. Off the left circle. Is that Scott Lachance, number seven? Ardro. Now the Islanders are moving on to play the Charlotte Checkers. Anderoff. Anderoff. A lot of older players on that team. Michael Del Cole. You know what he did? He caught the – was, that's a good shot because he catches the goalie leaning one way and goes cross body. Nice yep. shot. I mean, there you go. That's quick release. Look at, look at how the look at how the goalie's leaning. He's leaning short side, and he beats him wide. There you go, nice shot. Let me ask you this: Do you think it was deflected? I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to be that guy, but it's tough to see on these little angles. But hey, it's a nice shot. I'm glad he took the shot. You need to have a shooter's first mentality to be successful. Absolutely, shoot the puck. Well, good to see. Thank you, Phil's facts for sending that in. If you're listening, Phil. Phil's facts sent that our way. Um, Phil, that's right, Phil. Um, uh, Mainfried S said, uh, "What would it take to get Nikolai Ehlers?" That's a guy I wouldn't mind taking a run at. He makes a little bit of money, but that's a guy. You know what? He can put. He'd be good with Matt Barzell. Same style game, predicated on skating. It is official. The Tampa Bay Lightning have taken Game Two against the Toronto Maple Leafs, five to three. Series is tied at one apiece. Currently, the Minnesota Wild are up. Two to zero over the St. Louis Blues. Okay. Sal P says, Good evening, fellas. Gotta love playoff hockey. Look at that, Sal. Look at that shirt he's wearing. Sal, look at him. He's got the Giga Chad going on with the monstrous beard that goes all the way down to his tippity toes. Look at that Giga Chad himself, Grumpy. Look at that. that I don't even know what that means. Oh, don't worry, Grumpy. I'll pull something up so you kind of know. It's, oh, God damn. It's like, uh, do you know what a meme is? A meme? Do you, know what, do you know what TikToks are too? Yeah, I know what they are. They're like little one minute silliness. <laughs> it's ridiculousness. Yeah. Oh my God. Hey, so like a Giga Chad. God almighty. A Giga Chad. It's stupid. It sounds like something just made up. Do you know what a Chad is first? That's a better question. Yeah, like hanging Chads, like they had in the 2000 uh, presidential election. What? Down in Florida. Hanging, Chad. hanging Chads. Know your history. Jesus I don't expect you to know anything about it. I'm just telling you. So Chad's supposed to be like an alpha male grump. And that's in like the beard. And right, they have like this video where you go and you look at him like normal and you turn over and they make your face look like a defined chiseled man. Like he's, you know, six foot six, 290 pounds of rock hard muscle, a Greek God. And they do that with your face in the beard. So I'm saying it's a giga Chad because of the beard grump. I know a guy named Chad and that does not describe him. Oh, there you go. There you go. But uh, hands down, the best playoffs of all professional sports. Carolina and Colorado look good, but Calgary could do some real damage as well. For Colorado sure. looked phenomenal last night. I realize they're playing the eighth seed, but my gosh, they were up like 5 nothing in the first period. The game was over. Mm. And guess who scored the second goal? That's right, Devontae's. Oh, never heard of him. Never heard of Devontae's. Frank here says, my good friend uh, went to Buffalo because he take his daughter to a gymnastics tournament. He said that Buffalo was such a shithole, was such a shithole, like from a movie. Oh, I know a lot of people from Buffalo, and it is. But that doesn't make them bad people. Um, he's a camera contractor and editor, so he knows movies. LOL. You know, why would any player want to go to Buffalo? 
because they do have some nice areas in Buffalo. And when you're making 8 million bucks a year, you get to live in those places. It's not like you're living down, like in downtown Buffalo. You're not living in downtown Buffalo grumpy. You're living like large there. Living large. Nick D read that, read that comment for us there, Grump. I'll bet you some players don't want to come here because of Barry. We all know that certain players don't want to play Barry's system. Thank you very much. Probably Atu Ratu as well. Oh, stop. Okay, here's a – hopefully Phil sent us a better version of it. Hopefully we're able to see it. As well, it no. Up. Oh, okay, I guess it was only two to one. Okay. Let me remove this if this is what will help you see, Grumpy. Hold on a second. I don't know. It's not moving very fast. That much I can tell you. Okay, give me a second. Down the wall. Reversed the other way by Helgeson. Right to the feet of Stonika, so he'll corral it. Trying to feed it to the line for a shot. It was picked off by Zarnik. Nice Zarnik. Look at that pass. He shoots. He scores! Oh, I thought it was 16. Okay, never mind. It was Zarnik all the time. I was looking at Okay, I was looking at I was looking at the wrong 16. Okay, here he is. I don't know why the fuck is Nick and he's there. Who's 16? That's that's Aturatu. Oh, okay. Looks like he's just doing a lot of skating around in circles, not marking anybody. But at least he's hustling up the ice. That's what offensive players do. That's what offensive players do. He will not play for Barry Trotz until he learns to, put, to actually hit somebody or play some defense. Because guess what? He just thinking offense. I don't have a problem with it, but Barry does. Oh, stop! My God, Matthew um, has said, "I, w you know, if I wasn't, if I if it was always not working, I'd be at the drive for five there. I would have gone with the drive for five. They went to the game, um, but Barry's defensive style is big in the playoffs. There's got to be a way to merge the offense with the defensive style. We would win a lot if we did so for certain." Nick D saying Alou is freaking old. He's going to be hitting 80 soon. Let the man retire. I think he should too. Does Fredo have any kids? I don't know. I mean, don't you think he'd want to spend some time with Fredo's kids? <laughs> uh, Matthew has said uh, that's going overboard. You get Goudreau or Fursberg and a defenseman, then we have something. When you were going off the freaking rails, Grump. I well, I was just I it was I was being facetious when I said both, but we I think we do need two forwards, two top six forwards, legit top six forwards, and a left shot defenseman to contend. That's I just feel that I don't think we're just two players away. I, I again, if you watch the way the play, if you watch the way the NHL is played away from the Metro Division, you'd actually see that's what the NHL is selling. They're going to make sure that that's the type of style of play they see. And let me ask you this too. I know you. Thanks, there. You Mark. think you think we match up with Toronto right now? Toronto would kill us. They'd eat our lunch. Well, let me ask you. The, okay. we, know we, we know we can't beat Tampa. Changing topics. Mark K. Thank you for sending us there in the, in the Twitter DMs. He said, um, "So grumpy. Are you going to catch some live Casper Holmstrom in Charlotte next week?" I am going to go. Oh, it's next week. It's not this week. I don't know. You know, whenever it starts, I, I will definitely go. I'm going to grab that lazy bastard son of mine, and we're going to go and we're going to watch the games. Oh goodness gracious! Jarrell said, "TJ, I feel like Grump drains your mental sanity, and TJ drains Grump's mental sanity. It sounds like a good trade-off. No, it's we're both loose. It's a lose-lose. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. Oh wow, I agree. There's no way uh, lose brain is as sharp as it was five to ten years ago. You That's age, not. your body's part of it. You start to go downhill. It's just it's nature. True. It's true." It's true. Who is older than some famous national monuments at this point? He's not aged like fine line. 
Barry getting to that point, approaching his 60s as well. Luis Dominguez, uh, Tristan Yari was injured last uh, last game against us, and that last game against us. There you go. Um, Gosh, that was a long time ago. Guys, as I watch the playoffs, it kills me to think that the Islanders play, you know, their game. They can beat any of these teams. Yeah. I'm not can. sure with the way. Not this year. We don't beat we don't beat Tampa. We don't beat Florida. We don't beat Toronto. We don't beat Carolina. Anything else is up for grab. You notice how most of them are in the Metro division? Maybe Boston. I think we can beat Boston. I don't think Boston's that good. Washington, we can beat. Rangers, we can beat. Pittsburgh, possibly we could beat. But we couldn't beat any of the big we can't beat any of those other teams. Just can't. Ariel C said, Ooh, that's an interesting take. Um but uh, probably Bavillier and Wallstrom and a first and a second at least. Oh, yeah. I don't even know what the trade was for, but it's too much. You can't, give up, you can't give up all your youth. And then draft picks. Just can't do it. Not at this stage. Not at where this franchise is right now. You can't do that. Jeremy Ford said, Luis Dominguez was the goalie that stepped in to net for the Penguins last night. Mark A says, does Bellos make the team next year? He should. Depending on what we do, he should make the team. He'll be part of the team. I don't know how much he'll play. I think he deserves a shot to play. He was fine. And give once again, like I preached all year, give the young guys a shot to see if they could be part of the solution. He got better the more he played. That's what happens with young guys. Matthew has said overpay. I'm not doing that on a guy like Philip Forsberg, I assume. Yeah. Well, no, Phil. Oh, oh, okay. I thought he was talking about a trade in response to Ariel's uh, discussion. Oh, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe that's what that is talking about for a guy like Jacob Chikrin. That's right, Grumpy. Um, uh, Ariel C said also, Rangers still doing the fancy BS in the playoffs. LOL. And Panarin looked like hot trash last night. The Islanders are one or two, max three players away from contending. The fans that think we, uh, you know, that, that, um, the fans think we're not signing or singing that tune last year or the year before that enough, you know, with doom and gloom, we're a few pieces away. Um, I don't know how you could say if, um, if I know a big, you know, if we get a big, let's say, big name free agent, we got Forsberg or Johnny Hockey and a good left-handed defenseman that we're not going to compete. I mean, come on. It's such a stretch. Yeah, Grumpy. I don't think we skate well enough or are fast enough to keep up with the modern NHL. I think to contend, and by contending, I mean a chance to win a Stanley Cup where two elite top six wingers and a, a real a, a top-notch left-shot defenseman away. Again, we don't match up with the Tampas. We don't match up with the Carolinas. We don't match up with the Florida Panthers or the Colorado Avalanche. We don't match up with those teams. Minnesota Wild, they're just too fast for us. But, yeah, I think, honestly, like I said, three players away, two top six wingers, I mean elite, and left-shot defensemen, and then we're in the mix. For certain. Then we're in the mix, Grumpy, huh? Yep. Okay. Um, 11 game winning streak is over. Go, Jays, go. Um, and I liked what I saw from Grant Hutton. So did I. He could be part of the solution on the bottom pairing. The thing is, you don't want Sallow as your second pairing defenseman. Left shot. Oh, man, you don't want that. Whipped. Matthew S. says, I'm not sure when you were getting whipped, but you're getting whipped, Grumpy. I agree. You're getting I whipped. 
I don't know. Um, uh, you know, all right. Since the Yankees lost, time to root for the Minnesota Wild now. Yeah, I'll tell you. Wilder up. Um, agree, Grumpy Man. We're about two to three goal score, you know, two to three goal scoring teams that uh, and that's not enough. Two to three goals right. scoring. That's us two to three goals a game. And that's not enough. You just look at the way the NHL is played now. It's not and they want they wanted, they consciously made an effort five, ten years ago to get away from that to get better TV ratings. They didn't like the two to one games, they didn't like the one-nothing games as exciting as we find them. They didn't want that. They want more scoring. Why? They want more eyeballs on the product. So they made everything possible to make sure that the games are higher scoring. Period. The teams that win are able to score goals in bunches. Not that they always do, but that they're capable of it. Minnesota Wild now up three to nothing. Man, oh, man. Look at that. I really clapping back after that. That that, that, we don't, that game's that series probably going to go seven, right? Don't you think six, seven? Close one. I was about to say it could be close. I mean, yeah. it's not going to be one. I assume it's over in five or anything like okay. that. Um, James F saying, "Oh, and Islanders fans, Devon Taves with a big goal last night." Yeah, mm-hmm. they scored two uh, goals like within a minute in the first period. That was it. Drew Drew L says, "I bet you a Sperry cap a Cockney or um, is is so happy that he got traded to Carolina last offseason. And he signed a contract extension with them. He was hurt for most of the year, and he signed a contract extension, I think, a month ago. So he's going to be there long term. Good Drill trade for says, them. Drill says, Grump, to be fair, your bedtime is not typical of someone your age. Usually my granddad's in bed by 8 p.m. Look, Grumpy, you're, you're his granddad. Usually his granddad stay he said, grumpy. Usually his granddad goes to bed at like eight. Now he's like, I'm old enough. His granddad. I'm old enough where I could be a grandfather, but my children have failed me in that regard. There it is. Ariel C said grump praises the Rangers, but they have one great defenseman, two great players, not counting Kreider because it's a career year. He's usually average. The young kids have not been good and their defense is woeful. They have a superstar goalie. They can skate. They can skate. I still don't think the Rangers are out of the series. I don't think the Rangers have a chance to make a huge dent. I think they can win around and they're out, but I, I, I don't know. I'm not writing the Rangers off yet. No, but the Rangers are better than you think. What do you mean? Hmm. Ariel doesn't think much of the Rangers. I think they're better than she thinks. Uh, Paulo C said, "We forget that Tampa hasn't lost in two hasn't lost two straight games since 2019. So tonight, I knew they were going to bounce back. They will win the next two games and take control of the series like they did against us. They know how to win in the playoffs. They know how to win in the playoffs. Mm-mm. And it took them a long time to learn that, right? How many years were they? You know, top team in the league got swept out by Columbus, swept out." They, they needed to learn how to win, and that's what the Rangers are in the same boat. I'm not saying the Rangers are talented like Tampa was back then, but young teams need to learn how to win in the playoffs. It's a then process. Got, then we got Frank saying here, uh, the fight between Boston and Carolina. Damn it, Boston, I was mad. Like uh, down two goal, down two games to none. Yeah, yeah, Boston. Well, I'm not sure Boston's finished in the series. I will Boston. say – is finished. They are going to get swept. I, no, they're not going to get swept. I think it goes maybe five. Omark should not be the netminder. Omark should not be the netminder, Grump. Okay. I smell I smell sweep. Here's the thing. You need to go with the better goalie. What was it? Oh, five to three? 
They scored more goals tonight than they have in the last six games combined against Carolina. And they still got throttled. They're not good enough to beat Carolina. Period. Period. They're not good enough to beat Carolina. Just not good enough. They cannot keep up with the speed of Carolina. Very few teams can. Tampa can. Florida can. I think Carolina is a better defensive team than Florida. But let me tell you something. Florida is going to be in the mix. Okay. They'll uh, absolutely um, beat the Rangers or Pittsburgh in the next round. Goon Goon says, hey, Grumpy, uh, should I be concerned about the oncoming Armageddon um, or should I just keep eating these French fries? Just keep eating the fries. Um, I don't know if you said a new one, but Tony Cheese. Not Tony Cheese. I like the picture. Um, and then uh, Jarrell says, I mean, speaking of free agents, isn't Kevin Fiala supposed to be? He'll be a restricted free agent. And uh, what a trade um, that was for Nashville. They got fleeced by Minnesota for Fiala. Yeah, he's a restricted free agent. He's not going anywhere. Well, I would know it's like, oh, they don't have the cap space. They're going to find, they're going to make the cap space available to keep a guy like Fiala. You just, uh, this is the, I, all right. Yes, cap is an issue. You just move some guys. You, You know, most teams aren't, just you know, like in, they don't figure that everyone is an indentured servant to their franchise and is never capable of being moved because they like them as people. Eventually, you have to think what's best for business. What's best for business is moving the dead weight off this team. I forgot it was just Mikhail Grunland uh, for Kevin Fiala. I don't know if it was straight up or what else was included on that trade. Man, yeah. 2018-19, holy shit. I don't know what else was included on that trade, but I remember those are the two pieces, but good gracious. Um, got another comment here. Um, Frank saying, TJ Grimpel, man, I'm shocked you don't like Paul Mary. I like the effort he puts in. I just don't think he's 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 a guy on a really good team. He's a third-line wing. Simple. And that was our big guy we brought in, third-line right wing. Third-line right mean? wing and third-line left wing in Parise. Those are the two things we did. 33 points. Um, he then, played for uh, the Devils. He played for the losing Devils. That's all you need to know. Uh, minimum forty point mark. I think so too. But it's you know forty points is not. I'm expecting more than forty points out of the no, guys. No, no. He said he'll score thirty goals minimum, maybe forty. Oh wow, not happening. Maybe maybe in his entire next three years for the Islanders, I can see that. Brandon Gaines game when he go on to Ratu. Brock Nelson's numbers or Brock Besser's numbers have gone backwards for certain maybe, half. Maybe he needs a, a change of scenery. So does Bavillier. Uh Druel says here, I swear, I feel I feel like it's just me, but I feel like the Islanders, uh, you know, I feel like the Islanders more so um like are they're like a local New York team, and the Rangers are a big New York team because they play Madison Square Garden. Yeah, that's yeah, you know, they're not that far away. What are they, 10 miles away? I mean, how many miles away are the stadiums? Couldn't tell you. Drill said also, watching the Wilds power play is a thing of beauty mixed with the utter trash. But uh, thankfully, you know, they scored again. Up 3 nothing now. Um, I tell you. Um, uh, Matthew S. said, uh, looks like a Bridgeport one for certain. Um, yeah, Atu Ratu. Uh, James F. said, thanks to Promarin. Panarin's wife uh, not coming to play for the Islanders. Mm. She wanted to be in the big city. Happy wife, happy life. You know how that goes. She could live in the city and just commute. 
was it 10 miles down the road, 12 miles down the road to get a little, you know, a little bit of traffic. I, yeah. It's yeah, a lot of, it's on. a lot of traffic. I know. I'm just saying, come Unless on. You what, get a what helicopter. Do you, what, what do you think she's leaving for? They're living in one of those penthouses where it's like, I don't need to leave the house. Like, I'm assuming it's like, she's going to the grocery store or she's doing normal tasks that people are doing. You know, Some people like city life. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, Got another comment here. Um, okay, laughing my ass off the banana in the tailpipe, giving you credit where you like it. Um, Bailey is going to the Senators, James F. said. He well, says, is Bailey going no, to the Senators? Is Bailey going to the Senators? Um, it's funny. Uh, Phil's Facts had mentioned something like that, and then another uh, a blog post went ahead and posted a very you know popular blog post that covers the Islanders, posted all about it, how this could maybe work. And what happened like five or six hours after Phil made that post. Giving no, giving no credit to Phil. They do that a lot. They, yeah. they, they take, they take things that other people say and they run with it. Like an article that they just put out uh, a day or so ago saying and, how, how would you like this to be your defense pairing? Pellick and Dobson, which I've been saying for weeks. And uh, you know, the, the other one with Pulak, whoever the new left shot defenseman would be with Pulak. How would you like that? It's like, yeah, I know they listen to this show. They're not creative. Uh, Drew L says, Grump, that's my concern. I feel like Lou would just want to um, just want to butt in on the new general manager because I get that vibe. He feels like he's inferior or that he feels like uh, the other guy's inferior to him because he's already won three cups. That didn't work in Toronto. Dubas made all the decisions and Lou had nothing to say. It's why I left. Drew L said, oh, TJ. I forgot to tell you, Grump, I was going to kick out um, of the cause. I made a video about Makai Becton. It's on the Islanders Never Said Die Twitter now. Oh, God. Let's see here. Yeah, my boy Makai Becton. Let's see what's never going on. He never saw a meal he didn't want to eat. Oh, come on. It's not that bad, is it? Oh, come on. Makai Becton's a great guy. Uh, okay. One sec. Hey, watch out, bro. What's up? What's up with you, bro? Oh, God. <laughs> Hold on a second. I, you got to see, the, see the video, too, with it. Hold on a second. I didn't know if it was one we could do without the video, but give me a sec here. Okay. Oh, geez. It's uh, here you go, Makai Beckton walking into the... DJMV Angela Yee, Yee Charmander. Hey, watch out, bro. What's up? What's up with you, bro? What am I doing? 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 What am yeah, what's up with that guy? Is that really Makai Beckton? No, it's not fucking Makai Beckton. I mean, he was four bills. I mean, that could be Makai Beckton. Oh, it's not Makai Beckton, Grumpy. Get the fuck out of here. I like Jeez. it. I love Where's it. security? Is there no security? He probably was going to be interviewed that day. It's the middle of a freaking show. Live radio, Grump. Apollo C says, as soon as Trotz is out, Wallstrom is going to have a career year. But 
I really don't understand why he's not playing with Barzal. He was towards the end, but you know, it took up it takes not more than really. 10, 15 games to click sometimes. Uh, why isn't our best playmaker not playing with our best young shooter? Because that would make that would be common sense. My little brownie says, Why is Tarasenko out of the question now? Yes. Too is, expensive. Is oh, that- I'm sorry. Is I'm thinking automatically, like, why? Yes, Tarasenko, I believe, is out of the question now, my little brownie. It's Ah, you, you, it's funny, right? You could have got him on the freaking cheap, apparently. Could have got him on the cheap last year, and everybody's worried about the shoulder. Three surgeries in a row. Is his shoulder ever going to be the same? The medicals don't look great. I was just like, I don't know. The guy vouched for it. I usually, when a, when a doctor says, we found it, it's like with Crosby. Do you remember when Crosby had the chronic concussion, 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 over and over and over again? And they're like, Actually, we found out it's not the concussion. It's something to do with his neck that's forcing him not to be able to play. I thought to myself, uh, that does sound new. Maybe that is the answer. Usually they're right when they come up with something like, it's a revelation. This is something we didn't even explore until right now. Doctors don't put their re- – because guess what? Doctors aren't on like a one-year contract with a team. Doctors don't put their uh, their reputations on the line for an athlete like that. They just don't do it. Matthew said, oh, he's going to get off his couch. It's a miracle going to the going to the Bridgeport Islander game, Grumpy. Absolutely. Let me tell you, you my bring a cardboard cut out of your couch and just sit on it. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. Oh, uh, William Beaver says Tampa in five. I agree. Beaver team. Team Beaver. William I Beaver. I think, Tampa big, I mean, think about it. Tampa if they win it. the next two games at home, 3-1, all the pressures on Toronto. Toronto freaking crumbles and folds okay. when there's pressure on them. All the pressures on Toronto anyway because Tampa, they know Tampa's two-time Stanley Cup champion. And here's the thing. Let's say Tampa rolls Toronto. Could we play against Toronto? No. Mm, a Toronto, a different team. A Toronto is so defensively inept. That's the thing I think that gives them trouble. They added right Giordano this off this, this this trade deadline, I think, which helps, but how did we play him during the regular season? We lost when they uh, played. 0 Yeah. Against- we ended up 0-3-0 against Tampa and the, the Toronto Maple Leafs. So. Because they're better than we are. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, well, um, against Florida. What was our record against Florida? Okay. Yeah. 0 3 0 right? No, that's not right. Uh, 0-2-1. Oh, oh, okay. 0-3-0. We lost three games. Okay. Sure. Um, Frank says here, TJ and Grumpy Man, I thought it was great when you had Phil's facts on the last podcast. It was a good mix of you guys to get them on again. Yeah, we're going to start getting, yeah, I, I've been dealing with a few things, but we're going to start getting everything lined up regarding, you know, guest wise and get the off season prepped. So we, we're getting ready for those items. So we'll be, it's in the works, guys. We're going to be getting it in the works. Um, bring guests back on for certain. Um, you know, I think it's crazy that, um, that Ratu, once he gets you know called over, can immediately fill in as a depth piece in Bridgeport. I bet you, like Blade Jenkins, who's twenty, just sat for Ratu Ratu. What about Leroy Jenkins? Leroy, I'm shocked you know Leroy Jenkins is. James S says Johnny Gaudreau's going to Philly. I believe that too. Philly's bad, but he want. I think he wants to go play home. And you know Mike Meow got fired today. Well, yes, I did see that. Uh, Manfred S also says Nikolai Ehlers was in a defensive regimented system in Winnipeg, like a trot team. I think he may flourish under Lane Lambert. Winnipeg scores though. Winnipeg can score. Ehlers is a goal scorer. He is. There's a lot of options out there. Are they willing to investigate even? I don't think they are. Jeremy F said, Atiratu is the third man out of the zone and uh, was on the defensive side of the puck. 
on the two guys he was covering. Uh, I have nothing wrong with Ratu's coverage. If Ratu shoots like that, uh, is he better than number 12? Okay. He shoots the puck, so he's automatically better, better than number 12. Mm. Um, he's he's not as good as Josh Bailey right now. He's just, he's not. Oh, it was about Nikolai Ehlers that was going to cost um, Oliver oh, Wallstrom, a guy no, like uh, no. Anthony Bavillier first and a second. No. Uh, then what are you going to, what are you going to, again, two draft picks and a young guy. All right. Bavillier and a first, uh, and a second. I'm willing to go. I'm not getting rid of first round picks. Just not happening. She says, right now, uh, we don't have to get rid of Chara and Green. Uh, right now, um, we don't get, we don't, but if we get rid of Chara and Green and got an upgrade for Bailey and an upgrade for Chara and Green, we'll be fine. I don't know. It's got to be, I mean, like, we'll be better, right? I think we make the playoffs, but we, I think it needs to be, it needs to be big. It's got to be big impact guys. Who are we going to knock out of the playoffs? I mean, again, it's like, okay. We'll be better, but who, like I said, the Rangers, are they going to take a massive step back? Yeah, I think that they are retiring, Frank. I, I don't think the Rangers take a step back. We're, we're, we don't want to opine too much on that type of stuff, okay. Trump, just because, you know, we could talk more about, hey, what will happen? You know, who could drop, who can gain? You know, we're just first first show back, or first show of the offseason officially, or second show of the offseason. Yeah, nobody likes John Tavares. I'm not rooting for them. I'll root for Tampa over Toronto. It would be nice to see Toronto one day win a playoff series, but I don't want that to be this year. Manfred also said, disagree. Um, uh, PM was a decent coach, but too structured. Like Trotz, you know, say, exact same mold. PM. Oh, Maurice. Oh, oh gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, stream. Are, oh. <laughs> the hats people watching this stream are from the Very Good Islander site, says Drew L. They're not the Very uh, Good Islander site. Don't call them that. Yeah, you can just call Manfred, him something else, but don't Manfred call him S. Manfred S. says here, um, Ehlers and Wallstrom and Barzal would be a sweet first line, um, yeah. under Lane Lambert. Yeah, I'd love that line. Charlemagne the God, grumpy and the culture, Ratu says Frank, um, was a shot as good as it looked on the replay. Yeah, he sniped it, says Frank. A look good, nice. I can't play. wait to go watch him play. In uh, in Charlotte, Drewell said, "Minnesota up four nothing over the Blues, That's and okay. Corey Snyder was outstanding. He made a few highlight reel saves." It's the AHL. Yeah, well, it's good to see him doing well there. Drewell yeah. says, "Leroy, Leroy Oh man, I got gotcha. you, um, guys. Uh, where's your fan fight segment only That's, on TJ and the grumpy old man TJ and the grumpy old man we do the fan fighting segments they're the best honestly I love doing the fan fight segment Kyle Connor is an un has an is an unreal jet um and I'd love to have him along with Nikolai Euler. he's not going anywhere I think the Penguins blew their load in game one the Rangers will win the series I think the Rangers have a good chance to win too I, I I'm not counting them out I know they lost the three overtime game but whoosh, the gold send, the goaltending problem for Pittsburgh um is an issue going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Frank, we're gonna have Nicole back on this this offseason too. Uh Drew L says teacher reads a comment like he's porky pig. Da -da -da -da, that's all, folks. Oh wow. Um oh. Uh, as as for now, the Islanders lost 33% of their STH or what's the STHs? I don't know. I don't know what that is. Super concerning. I'm not sure what that is, Frank. 
Um, that being said, Grump, we're here towards the end of the show. Um, you know, we'll be reaching out. We're going to get our guest schedule out here. I don't know if that'll be, you know, next week or the week after we're going to be kind of getting, getting those in the books, getting guests lined up. So we'll get those items, you know, in the books and ready. Oh, season ticket holders. Oh, wow. As of now, the Islanders have lost oh. 33% of their season ticket holders. Super concerning. Got to win. Got to be entered. If you, if you're not going to win, you have to be fun to watch. We're Thank neither you. right now. Yeah. Uh, your team, your team, you know, goes from an Eastern back-to-back Eastern conference finals. to not making the playoffs and you still raise prices. Um, Matthew has said, uh, do we know how bad Tristan Yari's injury is? He's been out a while, quite a while. Yeah. Let me try to see here. That's okay. doesn't matter to me. Um, I'm going to see that Dr. Strange movie tonight. The multiverse or something. I don't know what it's called. Dr. Strange two. Hmm. Uh, I don't know how long he'll be out for. I know he's gonna. He was scheduled to miss the start of the playoffs a few games. He's characterized as day to day. You know that shit is though. They could put day to day, but don't really give it. He's got a lower body injury. He's been out. You know, he got injured. Followed the following the Islanders game on April the fourteenth. So he's been out for like two and a half, three weeks. He's probably got a groin injury. Probably, probably. Uh, but grumpy. We're here at the tail end. What do you want to say before we wrap things up today? I want to say love and laughter to everyone who listens and even those who don't from TJ and a grumpy old man. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Thank you for listening. We'll be going live this Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can catch us before then tomorrow at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. That is, again, in the link in the description below, or you can find it as a featured page here on our YouTube channel. So make sure you don't miss out on that action. Make sure you give that a check out. Make sure you uh, subscribe if you're new to the channel like on Facebook and follow on Twitter and also make sure to go ahead and give a subscribe here to TJ and the grumpy old man. You can be found in the link in the description below, but thank you everybody for listening. And thank you again, grumpy old man. My pleasure. Oh, this is one I want to talk about. Thank you really quickly. Uh, thanks for the great show, Mark there, Matthew. Um, my little Brownie says here, the devil's just fired a bunch of coaches and have two number or two, two first round picks. How long is a rebound going to last? Younger, not always better. But I saw people opining that, oh, wow, a few of these Devils head coaches are going to go. You know, I wonder if, you know, Lou Lamarillo is going to look to try to add them and incorporate them on the Islander staff. I hope not. Please. Why bring in coaches from a losing organization? They're losers. They're losers for a reason. They lose. Lindy Lindy Ruff was going. We knew that. I mean, no. Please, no. Mm. I don't I don't think they're that good. I don't think Jersey's that good. They have a lot of young guys, but I don't know if they're the right young guys. You know what I mean? You don't like Jersey. I think they're kind of on the right track. You don't like them. I think they're headed in the right direction. I don't think they'll be there next year, but I think they're they're headed in the right direction. Four or five years, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Again, maybe two, two, oh. three years until they're they're a team that could be competing for a playoff spot. Hughes Hughes was better this year. Hughes was much better this year. Dawson's good. Dawson's good. I mean, you've got, I mean, Nick, uh, you know, is good. I mean, you got a lot of good players on the team. You've got also Luke Hughes. He'll be coming up next year. Again, you had Dougie Hamilton at the whole year. You lost, uh, oh, I think Wedgwood you lost. You lost Bernier. You lost, you're starting two goalies. Okay. They're not starting goalies in the NHL. Bernier's a starting goalie in the NHL. Bernier's not a starting goalie. Yes, he is. Don't you besmirch the good name of Jonathan Bernier. He's not. He's not. 
Sorry. Oh, man. Frank also reminded, yes, great show as always, guys. Uh, when are you on next? Hit the thumbs up, people. Great job by the audience, too. Thank you always. And a happy Mother's Day to all. Absolutely, Frank. Thank you for that. We're on tomorrow on TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. That is in the link in the description below or as a featured page on YouTube. That's what we'll be on next. The next time we'll be covering the Islanders is Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And thank you again, Grumpy Old Man. My pleasure once again.